Yeah, the team is super like I mean, they're super on that stuff. They want they want uh they want this to go so smooth. They want everyone to have a good experience and I think the art and the community itself is going to take is going to you know, it's going to do its thing. So if they just make sure that's why they you know, they pushed they've been pushing things back and they've been making sure everything was smooth because if you have a good if the community has a good experience um with the whole thing then then it's going to have even a better, you know, better reveal better everything so the team right is, the team is on it man I, mean, I think it was tom one of one of the wolf pack thomas him he had a problem um his ledger or something his heart his it wasn't connecting he was having a trouble because he was on uh you know the pre-mint list and he said the team went like above and beyond to uh you know dm him reach out to him a couple different guys and they wind up getting it taken care of and he was able to mint before it went public and everything so just just good signs, you know what I mean? Absolutely. And the the reveal's in about a half an hour, right? Nine o'clock, it's supposed to begin? Yeah, I mean, uh, as of right now, I, I, I think everything's set and ready to go. So nine o'clock, I'm assuming we're going to be able to uh, just refresh our metadata and, uh, and get our characters, you know what I mean? That's wild. You'll, yeah, you'll how was the... Um... How was the drop for that one? Like, how did they distribute the moment? Because it seems like this team is really above board and really trying to be fair. Did they do anything different so it wasn't just a free-for-all and all the whales got them? Or... Yeah, they did. A, um, so they, they did, like, a little bit of everything. They rewarded um, collectors. So based on, um, you know, what he, ha- what he has, he has other, other entities that he dropped before this. So if you, ha- if you held one of his... Um, past collect past pieces uh you're rewarded with a certain amount of mints you know so he had an act one act two act three act four um he also rewarded early discord members i think back in july it was like only like 150 of us in the discord um so they all got we got rewarded with mint passes or or uh mint clocks to be able to mint in and um then after everything was all said and done, he allowed people who weren't part of, uh, I guess you want to say that special mint, you know, the first couple acts, you were able to submit your wallet and you were getting put, you were put in a raffle to be able to mint a certain amount. And then after all that was said, um, they opened the public mint to the, to the public for everybody, where it was sort of, I guess you'd call it a free-for-all and anyone can mint what they want. So... It was a pretty good process. It was probably like a week-long process. A week? And, Holy cow. That's awesome. And the, when, it was, when the NFT was minted and to, to where it is today, I mean, has it gone up before the reveal? Is the expectation if, that it may drop after the reveal but then go back up? I mean, what, what's, the, what's the expectation of uh, those holding the NFTs waiting for the reveal? Yeah, so um, Wahid is pretty like consistent. He drops all his pieces. They all start off whether they're whether it's his Genesis piece that is one of one, but they all start off at point one. So um, it was a point one to mint it, um, you know, plus gas. Um, the floor has been bouncing back and forth uh, in the beginning because you know it was a prolonged minting period. Um, people people aren't patient you know like they want everything now so there are some people who maybe minted on monday 
and they were selling, they were selling pre, they were selling on secondary on Friday already, you know, and that was like two weeks ago. So um, the floor has been going on up and down since then. It pretty much stayed steady around point two ish. Um, it dropped about point one seven um, after Wahid and the team uh, decided to pull back the reveal from last Sunday, I believe, because he didn't like how some of the things rendered. They were they were rendering. Um, I forget exactly what the art term is, but they were just like covering each other, you know, and he could have revealed and then went back and fixed everybody's. But instead, he he decided to fix everything pre-reveal. So that's why everything got pushed back. So it dropped a little then um, yesterday because of the news thing. I mean, it jumped up to about 0.4 at one point. But I mean, if we're going with the space, it should drop after reveal a little bit. You would assume that some collectors have a lot and they're going to, you know, sell some at, at, at the floor so that they could get some of their pro- their money back. And uh, you'll see some collectors probably go out. There's so many different trades. I mean, from what he dropped, he only dropped like six pieces that he's like shown us. There's so many different traits. Like I've already connected with different pieces myself and he's only showed like six. So like, I mean, mm-hmm. I want I want to keep the ones I minted, but like I might find some on secondary I like, so I might put some I, I you know what I'm saying? I might want yeah. some for sale. So, we'll it's gonna be a fun night. I think I think we're gonna see a lot of uh, a lot of smiles popping up at around nine o'clock. I hear you. I hear you. And this is like a community driven thing. It's it's tying in hip hop and culture and clothes, right? Like, what's the sort of long term play with with this particular NFT? Well, um, for me personally, like I'll only speak on my personal end, how I connected with him. Um, I get like a old school 90s vibe, like uh, Toy Story, um, Hey Arnold, some Spider-Verse and a cultural aspect behind it. Um, And I feel like all his stories, I mean, all his pictures tell a story. So that's how I connected with it Um, for this actual drop this a smiles versus drop he hasn't really quote unquote like announced a roadmap you know like they haven't he it, like what like what's a roadmap it's just words utility roadmap but without a roadmap and without reveal i mean he's already done so much you know uh he was on the cover of push ice the album he already collabed with supreme which is one of the i think the top but we'll say one of the top street cultural wares in a country um he partnered up with a with, with a Lamborghini race car driving um, driver, and now he was just on uh, you know did that news with CNBC. I mean, I could only imagine what's gonna happen. Honestly, to be honest with you, that that, that that's not even part of the roadmap. Like that wasn't even what you know what I'm saying. Right, right. That's just stuff that came that came about because of how everybody's taken to what he's doing. So yeah, pretty wild that, stuff. Yeah, that, that those aren't even promises that this kid's made. Those are just things that have just like come about. I can only imagine because the people that are involved with the team are are some legit guys in, in the space and and, uh, and women too. Trishy's in there too. Uh, I could just imagine what's going on behind the scenes that this that they're just waiting to announce after the reveal. Uh, I really could just imagine because, you know, you got to think on when he when he did this complex con on Sunday and uh, there was like all this FUD in, in the discord because he pushed the He pushed the reveal back and the floor dropped. He already he already did the interview with CNBC. 
Like, he could have easily just been like, yo, guys, I did an interview with CNBC. Like, we're good. And, like, but he didn't even do that. He was like, trust me, the art's not good. I'm going to make it perfect. Like, don't worry about it. Like, you know what I'm saying? I can just imagine what else the team has that they're just building and waiting. I mean, I watched that interview with CNBC so many times. And, like, I don't want to, like, you know, I love this kid. I love this kid regardless of what the floor is. So I don't want to cause any FOMO or nothing like that. But, like, the kid said he was on the phone with Drake. Like, that's crazy. Yeah, it is. It's wild. It's it's awesome for him. Um, he's you know I, I watched the uh, the interview on CNBC. He seems like a really genuine dude. Um, I think it's obviously we in the Wolfpack are super excited for you. This is something you've been you've been after for a bit. So you'll have to come back uh, once the reveal begins and and some of your NFTs get revealed. Maybe you can come back and. Um, we're not on a platform where you can show them to us here on Spaces, but maybe yeah. you can talk about it and whatnot. We'd love it. If you tweet them out, actually, we could show them on the top of the bar here. So that'd be cool. If you tweet yeah. Your reveals. Yeah. yeah, no doubt. I'll definitely, I'll definitely um, hop back up here once, like, once I get all my, th- once I get them all revealed and I, uh, I'm going to hop in Discord too. I'm going to be asking man questions because I'm not like the greatest either. I don't know. I'm not going to know what I have. Um, you know, I think it all looks great. So, so I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna be, I won't be up all night. I think, to be honest with you, I'm, <laughs> I'm excited. I'm like super excited right now. I'm happy for the team, dude. I really am. I'm just happy for this kid. You know, he posted a picture. He posted a video today of his, uh, of his nephews or his cousins that he hasn't seen in like six years. Like, like just just see. Like that's why we're here. You know what I'm saying? Like we're all here. You know, we're all here for some type of, uh, you know, family freedom. Like, like that's why we're here. And like to see, like I'm watching this kid put in the time, and uh, I mean, it's just fuck, it's just fucking cool, dude. It really is. Well, we're definitely excited for it. Excited to see it. Excited to see what's going to happen with it. And super happy for you too. So, enjoy the next. I don't know. You might not get your your mints right away, right? But enjoy the next hour or two and take it in and and come back in a little bit and join us and explain it all and show us and we'll be excited to see it. Yeah, definitely, no doubt. And I'm ha- I'm uh I'm happy to be up here and like talking about him and uh and thanks for like you know bringing him up. We usually talk top shot and stuff, so it's cool to just br- cool to bring awareness to uh to people like him in the space as well, you know. Absolutely, absolutely, and don't forget the little wolves here. When when you and your smiles go big, all right? <laughs> yeah, Bob. Well, I wish, but you'll see. Uh, if this thing pops off, you'll be seeing some LeBron James debuts going hitting that bot. I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> we love it when the bot gets tickled. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Either way, I'm gonna be happy. I said it. To, I talked to someone like I'm not. I don't care what I get revealed, but either way, I'm going to be happy if I get rare. I don't get rare. Who even like at this point, I'm just so excited to be part of this whole, the whole situation with his vision. You know what I mean? It's cool to be part of a team like this in the space, like in a space that we're in so easy to have, uh, you know, Russian dudes be like women. You get to see this kid face to face. You know, you're you know, you know, you're involved, you know, you're involved in and, and you feel it. And it's like, you know, even people who aren't buying his art know, feel it. It's cool. It's nice. It's, I, what I really like too, Vito, is uh, in this 
space there's always this sentiment like no it's the it's for the art not the money it's for the art and i love how into the art you are like it's not just dollar signs in your eyes you you genuinely love this fucking art you connect to this artist and that to me is like what a huge part of the future of nfts is is that direct connection with an artist so i do love that too you're not just like i'm gonna get rich off this shit you know you might but no and like and honestly that that it's since not not to say like I'll collect an NFT to get rich, but like you know you're following influencers, you see things, you see you know you know you see other people making a lot. Sorry, that's cut off. Hello. Yeah, yeah. Okay, you, cut off for uh, a second there. Sorry. So like you you could get caught up. You see other people making a lot of money. So like when I bought it, when I started like following while he didn't buy like you know buying buying him or bought his piece, like it was direct. There was no. It was not about becoming like a multimillionaire. I thought that the kid could be good in the future. I was just happy to buy his piece. I don't, I don't mind having it. Like that's what it was about. You know what I mean? And I really, it, the space is so young, but like we could go through the list of like the different types of art in the space um, and the different artists, you know? Uh, and I think he's the best storyteller. I just think that his art tells a story and his pictures tell a story. The one I own, I own uh, no, um, no Ape in the Wild Act 2. And it's a picture of, you know, some apes fighting. Um, you, see, you see some gutter cats in the background. Like, to me, it's like, it's like the epitome of, I think it was like the June, he dropped it in June. It's like that NFT era. And I feel like if NFTs are going to be, you know, be here long term, that that, that picture is going to tell that story. And uh, I think when he this drop, I feel just like I see everybody with the ballers. You see these people like there is not even a marketplace for ballers, and people are creating so much. Like there's no one like no one cares about money right now with ballers. Like they're creating. You see cards. You see teams. You see people creating names. Like and and it's a pixelated thing, but there's 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 so much more to it. And I feel like the same thing with like Wahid's art, like. When this thing drops, people are going to be able to relate to the, to the characters, him, you know, the actual characters, Wahid, but it has a bunch of different traits. And I feel like people are going to be able to tell a story. Like, you're going to see a lot of people put names behind, just like you see people put names behind their apes, like, or behind their gutter cats. Like, you're going to see people, and now they're ballers. Like, you're going to see people put names behind um, their Smiles character, and I'm, I'm, with the with the community that's in it, it's like I'm intrigued to see where it goes. It's gonna be cool. Yeah, it's awesome, awesome, awesome. Well, we're excited to hear some more later on. So you know, again, good luck. I hope you enjoy the next few hours and make sure you pop back in. I know you're gonna be you're gonna be busy. You're gonna be all over Discord, or Discord, all over Twitter. You're gonna be everywhere. But make sure you come back and see us for a minute. Of course, of course, brother. Thank you. Okay. Good luck, Vito. Mark, how was your? Let's talk about. Should we talk about Top Shot? Yeah, we can. We can give Top Shot a little shout out here. This little thing, Top Shot. We've both used it. What are you? Are it's you drinking like, a Miller Light right now, Mark? Are you drinking a Miller Light? I am. Yeah. I'm on the whiskey sours right now too. I tried to get on your level for the night. You know. Yeah. So. Well, you know what the problem is. A lot of times I like like a double IPA, and after you have three or four of them, I I. 
I, I can't really handle myself on the spaces as well. So I'm going to skip the, the heavy beers. I'm going to sip on a little something light and just enjoy. <laughs> so when you know you're a beerholic is when a single IPA doesn't cut it and you got to get the double <laughs> IPA. <laughs> uh, did you do some buy-in today? Did you buy some packs? We I, have I the did, I did. Drop two, series three. Right. Right, I bought uh, I bought five packs and then jumped back in later and uh, bought five more. Really didn't get anything good, but I saw that you pulled some stuff. What was some of the nice stuff that you pulled? I think was it out of the second five that you bought? Maybe no, no. I bought three packs. I bought two packs the first time, just because I was a little shy from last week. I got nothing but crap. I bought ten packs. And so I, I was really busy at work. I bought a couple packs, and then I noticed you guys were talking. You could get back in the line, and I was like, "Oh, I got twelve bucks tappers in there. I'll go buy one more pack." And yeah, I pulled two, two four badge rookies in that second pack. That I was just the, one pack. That was one pack. Oh man! <laughs> I got the Davion Mitchell and the Zaire Williams in that second pack, and in my first two packs, I got a three digit Lamelo Ball nine nine nine. 9k so that was uh yeah one of my better polls in a while so yeah that's awesome that 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 makes it worth it yeah for sure yeah i felt like it was carmel for last week where i got basically seven daniel thyses so (laughs) (laughs) so i i've got a i've got a a collector score um i I don't know if it's a question but but i want to pull steve in before we do that though i want to give a quick shout out i don't i don't know if he's here or not but i want to give a quick shout out to nebraska chase uh hope hope all's well tonight letting him know if he's listening yeah we're we're sending the support we're sending all we got all the extra howls that we can from the wolf pack so uh i I don't know if he's listening i didn't look through the uh i think he's here is he all right we're we're here we're supporting you as much as we can nebraska so i hope you enjoy the spaces and i hope things you're holding things down there yeah Um, hopefully we can talk some bullshit for a couple hours get your mind off shit yeah so maybe we can pull steve in i know this is i don't know if it was today or if it was within the last couple of days but i saw a tweet that um steve had put out he hit four thousand followers so big uh ingrates to steve and his four thousand followers so maybe we can pull him in he could talk for a minute about the blog post he put up he did a pretty cool um sort of i don't know like collector score for dummies kind of thing he he put together with some charts and pictures and arrows and circles it was great it was an easy read and it helped me a little bit uh, and i want to ask him a couple of questions steve are you uh are you able to jump in yes sir Oh, we can hear him this time. Oh, look at that. Oh, there we go. <laughs> Steve, first off, what are you drinking tonight? What are you drinking? I am drinking a dry hop sour. Nice. Yeah, is, that, a... is, is that the same, uh, I don't know what it was called, but the same one that you and Math were drinking a couple weeks ago? That's the one. All right. So, Steve, you... Um, you you are like an angel to the Top Shot community in 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 a number of the things that you do to you point things out and communicate in a way that sort of breaks things down, demystifies things, if you will. And you recently did a blog post. I don't know, was it for 
um, or was it posted on Pack Rip Media, or was it posted someplace else? Well, no, I I I made it, and then I um I offered to uh, just kind of do it through Pack Rip because I know he's got like a a larger audience, so I just figured like, oh, if he wants to put it on his thing, then go go for it, you know. Um, got it. Because, like, to me, the important part is that the information gets out there. Um, and, you know, as you kind of alluded to, like, I've got 4,000 followers, which isn't a whole lot when you look at other other uh, NFT uh, influencers or whatever. But I'm really proud of my 4,000 because I know that they're all top shot people, basically. <laughs> uh, because I haven't been... Uh, 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 yeah, I haven't been catering basically to the other other NFTs. I've just been like, you know, tunnel vision on Top Shot. So, um, yeah, for me to get, a, uh, you know, for, for Pack to basically, um, you know, put it out there under his his thing, like it just basically got more eyes on it. So, um, yeah, I figured, you know what, like last week was an interesting week, right? And um, I did some reflection last weekend and I just want to be like being negative about things takes a lot of energy from me and I, I, I don't like it. Like it's, uh, it's not somewhere where I want to be. And I, I get, I, I get more energy um, if I can just contribute positively. Right. And so this week I wanted to kind of put something out that um, would ho hopefully make people's lives a little bit easier on top shot, which was explaining how collector score works because it kind of, it is complicated. Um, and there weren't any good examples on how to kind of calculate it. So, that was my goal with the blog. Put that out there yesterday, and it seems to have had a great uh, reception. Yeah, I, I think it was. It, like I said, it was really well done. It was well written. It was easy to comprehend. It's it, it sort of demystified a lot of the the, the nonsense. And and you know, the, Top Shot will put out blog after blog, and they'll change things. And you have to go back to an old blog to see what it was before and understand what they're doing now. And so it's really nice for the community to have that blog. And I think at the end of it, you even mentioned that you were going to update it. I will say, you know, your 4,000 followers may not be a lot compared to some other people, but we live in a world and in a day and age when if you want followers and you want clicks, you have to be an ass and a jerk and talk FUD all the time. And that's not you, Steve. So these are genuine followers. And uh, I think you should be really proud of that. So. Well, um, no, absolutely. I'm not not only that, but like I, I am very aware of like uh, people with larger followings and the amount of engagement they get on their posts. And relatively speaking, it is very, very low compared to what I get on my posts, because when I put something out like the people in my in my group, um, they're like minded. And so they actually contribute to the, the conversation and they like things more often as opposed to some other people, like they might have a, a larger following, but the quality of content that people add to a post is like minimal. Um, and so I, I like where I'm at with, with the people that are in my circle. And that includes everyone on, on this basis, obviously. <laughs> well, we, we appreciate you including us too. <laughs> it's, it's a really good article too, because I have a bunch of IRL friends that collect sort of casually and they don't, you know, they come on Twitter a little bit, but this is an article I can pass to them because they're the ones texting me like, how should, how do I get collector score? How exactly does it work? You know, I think this is a really important thing that did need to get out. You know, the, the weird part, sad part is uh, while I was writing it, 
I, I, there were parts I was kind of stumped as well. I'm like, wait a minute, how does this work or whatever? And um, that's, that's not a good sign because I know this platform better than I would say anyone or, or close to it. And um, if I'm still unclear about how something works and I still had to look it up a few times, that's not gonna, that's not a good indicator of like the, like a new user, if they're gonna be able to make sense of it. So um, I, I, I basically, the outcome here I want is to just push Topshot into publishing just a more simple way of calculating this that is like, you know, for a five-year-old, you know, like uh, uh, maybe some kind of interactive calculator chart thing that, you know, lights up when you hover over it or something, but you gotta make it, like more obvious to people how this collector score works because it's it kind of seems like a mystery calculation for most well we've talked about it in in our <clears throat> wolfpack dm but you know when you trade in trade tickets or you do certain things they, they'll show you exactly what's happening with your collector score i have to believe if they could do it in that format then when you go to the marketplace and you go to buy something there should be a mechanism to be able to tell you what it's going to do for your collector score um and and same when you go to sell it or whatever i don't know it just seems like that would be it would be a pretty logical thing to install instill now do you the complications the complexity of collector score i think in some ways they've also sort of put themselves in a tough spot because um you know the collector score methodology that exists now is what everybody's using to build their collection to you know some people collect for collector score to make sure they can get in priority queues and whatever it is if they change that that collector score mechanism significantly it could have a, a pretty detrimental impact on some people. So what are your thoughts on how they can sort of refine it and make it easier and make it better to understand and, and better for the community, but not overhaul it in a way that's gonna really upset the Apple cart in terms of you know, the, the way people collect for collector score? Yeah, that's a great question. And I think it's part of the problem when they put out collector score initially because it, it wasn't, it felt incomplete when it was released but um and they mentioned when it was released that they would be changing it it would it would be like evolving but i think a lot of people just kind of started to accumulate and make decisions based on that collector score and so they've been put in a situation now where they've uh had to tweak it like even now with like the WNBA sets and whatever where they have to make like what was uh almost a straightforward calculation before with fandom now it's you know divided up into nba and wnba and like there's just different rule sets now that apply and um they've made it more difficult for themselves and uh so i don't know if it's i don't know what the solution is here but um i think they'll figure it out and i mean maybe maybe it would be smart for them to um if they are going to make any improvements to collector score to maybe do it alongside something like really positive like um you know, dare I say, like uh, Roham Rewards, um, if they were to do some a major change to the collector score, like do something that's overwhelmingly positive. So basically, it would be a, a, a win, and there'd be no other way to, um, you know, confuse it with anything else, but other, but, but a win. Um, that would be my my thought. Okay, interesting. Um, so with Collector Score, I know Season 3 is released uh, at least to some degree, right? There's been a couple of different pack drops, and, and we've seen kind of how that's gone. 
two really interesting in terms of how different the pack drops were, right? One, we had people who were pretty upset that they didn't have access to a pack. And then today, I think, you know, the packs, like we were talking about earlier, I bought my five and then hours later got back in and, and still was able to get five more. So very different in terms of how that played out. We'll see over the next day or so how the community feels. I think, you know, initially, I don't know what people expect. They get upset when they when they pull a bunch of commons and they're buying a, a common pack. So I, I don't I don't know how you help that. But um, I've noticed that a lot of the moments the, the moments there, there's some cool moments, there's some good you know dunks and some cool plays and all of that. Uh, from a collector score standpoint, though, to bring it back to your blog, you know I have I'm a Spurs fan. I have the the Spurs team set. I don't have every moment. Um, I, I have every player. So. I have, you know, I don't know, 18 out of 18 players or whatever, but I don't have every moment from season one and, and so on. Um, is there any, I mean, the collector score is so minimal for season three. If that player is in season two, you, there's really no reason to collect those season three moments, right? I mean, w what's your sort of take on um, how this plays out in terms of trade tickets, you know, there's not a lot of sense in, um, in in hanging on to them. The market they're going to be, you know, eventually probably a dollar or two. Sort of, what are you thinking about how this plays out as season three begins to move forward? Yeah, I think uh, I think Dapper they've hinted before that they want series three here to kind of be the you know or at least the series three base set to largely be the 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 currency for trade tickets. Um, so they've said that these are the ones that are going to be like the the super cheap moments on the platform. Um, and if you're looking for collector score, like that's going to always be series two. Series two is forever the collector score king, especially on the common end. Um, so that's, that's going to be tough to beat. And then like series one is all just about scarcity. So it depends what angle you're trying to get at. But series three for me, I think is... Uh, it's going to be fun because it's going to be really cheap to collect the thing. So if you're a collector <laughs> and you want to just complete the set, it's going to be pretty easy to do, uh, which is hard to complain about um, because there's going to be lots of other tiers that are going to be very difficult uh, to get. Like, you know, make no mistake, just because the uh, Series 3 bases are minted to 60,000 plus, um, that the rares and legendaries are going to be very coveted, um, especially that rookie set. Like I'm calling it right now. That's going to be a crazy set. So, um, yeah, like this, there might be some FUD here about Series 3, but the FUD is, there's always some element of like, is someone trying to FUD because do they want, do they want you to not line up for packs so they can get a pack, you know, because that's kind of a part of it too. Right. Um, now, do you, so, have you have yeah, you purchased yeah. any of the season three packs? Sorry, was that for me? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I yeah today I managed to grab my first my my first five. So, um, purchased five, ripped five open. Um, nothing like notable uh, for my pulls. Uh, wait, I did pull one rookie. What it was the, the Pacer rookie? I forget his name already. Ah, Chris Duarte Duarte Duarte. That, that sounds like right. That, yeah. yeah. Um, so that's 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 a win from five packs. Like I'll take that. Um, but I mean, I, I was going to complete the set anyway, so this just kind of helps me, um, you know, one step one one step closer. 
That's awesome. That's awesome. I'm already turning mine in for trade tickets at this point. I, uh, I figure I'll burn, you know, it's funny because the, we've talked about this before too, but like my collection, I don't have a huge collection, right? I have, I don't know, maybe 540 or 550 moments, but there's enough where it's just so disorganized and such a mess. And so I don't want these season three, you know, what I'm considering trade tickets clogging up my already disrupted collection so i'm just getting rid of them you know as as quickly as i can i was laughing at the trade ticket thing because i'm one of the suckers where they were like trade trade packs open today so i popped in four season threes and i promptly was given three three season threes that were much worse so (laughs) (laughs) so you know what like it's funny but there are some people who just want to rip packs um I, yeah, I mean, like, if you want to rip packs, like, honestly, ripping packs is fun, and and there is, there's still that lottery element with the locker room packs, because people still trade in good stuff, um, so you could always pull something good out of, out of these, out of these packs, it's like, the odds are very low, but you could still do it. I, now, I don't know, I have, I haven't paid, I guess, enough attention to know this, but if you trade in season three trade tickets i mean i guess my question i don't even know how i'm phrasing this question but like wolf you got a a season three locker pack right or a locker pack full of season three moments are are there still season two moments that you could get or if does it depend on what you trade in well it's a for me it's a bit more of a sob story so when they did the 10 pack release last week they also did a locker room pack which I got in line for, but I ended up getting busy. So I didn't get the pack because that was my idea. Oh, I'll trade in four season threes. I'll get three season twos this week. I'm not sure. I think there's a lot more season threes in their coffers now. So just a, just a randomized sort of bad luck is, is what you yeah. got. But I'm assuming I last series, week. Ever. I thought it was all series three. I might be mistaken though. I thought they exhausted the series two packs I now think so. Three. I'm not. Yep. I don't think they've they've said that they're going to mix between sets and series at this point. I, I was kind of under the assumption that it's uh, like an all or none situation for these for the contents of the pack. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, that would make sense. When do have we heard any word when they're going to start giving away all the locker room goodies, the rares, and the legendaries? I don't I don't think that they've that they've talked about that at this point. So um, we'll see what they do with those. Have we have we had any news on um, uh, the Vince Carter that was supposed to be given to the community? Who Who is the plunges Vince plunges? Yes, Vince. plunges Vince. Where Where is plunges Vince? Do we know that? Steve, can you pick up the bat phone and call somebody at Top Shot and figure out where yeah. plunges Vince is? I have no idea. It's a good question. I don't know uh, what happened to it. Um, no idea. I'm pretty sure it was given to someone, and they sold it, and then Plunge bought it and gave away gave it away to his uh, followers as kind of a fu to Top Shot. All right. Well, that's interesting. So it was given away, and then somebody put it up for sale. Did he he must have known it was that particular one that was put up for sale, right? How would yeah, because he... he he already had it and had, and had opened it. So oh yeah, yeah. So they gave him the the moment, 
Well, then, it, it automatically went to his account because he had he completed the challenge. Interesting, interesting. I, my mind is blown here. Um, actually, Jeb Bush, you've 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 literally blown my mind. So, he got the moment because he completed the challenge. Did he give it to somebody else that then sold it, or did Top Shot take it back? So I think what happened was he completed the challenge and then people kind of found out what happened after the challenge reward was already dished out. And so Top Shot got in touch with him and Pack Rip and they kind of decided the consequence. And in this case, it was that he would need to give up, like forfeit the moment because obviously he didn't earn it in the correct way. He broke the rules. Um, and then I don't know how they decided who got the moment exactly uh but what from what i heard it got put up for sale whoever got it and i think it was just some random top shot user or something and then plunge bought it and then gave it away as did a giveaway um kind of to stick it to top shot because he felt like he did nothing wrong interesting interesting when i mean i guess you know that's that's a perspective to have i I would say he he bought something that he gave away so i don't know i don't know that he that he stuck it to anybody other than his own wallet but that's all right i guess i mean (laughs) yeah i i don't i don't follow the logic of a lot of that that whole incident to say the least I hear you. I hear you. Interesting. Wow. Well, that at least answers the the mystery. It's the, I Pat his plunges Vince was like on milk cartons around grocery stores <laughs> looking for it. Did you uh, actually Jeb Bush there? Did you uh, get season three packs today? Yeah, 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 I got season three packs. I wasn't going to because um, I told myself if the percentage on the triple badges was under like 33 percent i was just going to turn it down but then i realized like i make content and so like it's just like the cost of content for now consider and it's so cheap so like whatever like it's a roll of the dice it's fun it's content it's there's not there's nothing really to lose Actually, Jeb Bush, I'm going to come right back to you in a second because I want to I want to hear if you pulled anything. But Spence, one of our wolves, wants to uh, hop in real quick. Oh, I just wanted to get Steve's thoughts on something kind of going back to what he was talking about with Series 3 is I know everyone's kind of complaining about or not everybody, but you see a lot of fun on Twitter about just oversaturation and, and too much stuff on the market. What I'm starting to see is and, and the chatter, what I'm starting to see is people moving away from that a little bit and just saying, you know what, screw, screw Series 3, we're, we're doing this for trade tickets. Is that not going to bring up and lift up Series 1 and 2 with it? Like, isn't isn't that logical? Um, I, I would guess that's what's going to happen. So in a weird way, like, this over-flooding or whatever people are calling Series 3... Like that's achieving kind of what we want, right? And and putting more of a focus on the scarcity of one and two. Tell me, tell me, tell me why I'm wrong. No, I th- I, I think that's right. I, th- I think they they yeah they they want series three to be um, super accessible so that they can be trade tickets. They want the trade t- ticket system to be working because just think about what's going to happen, right? So even right now, series one. Actually, like everything has dropped across the board. But series one has been beaten up recently. So, I mean, how I think this might play out is 
they announce these series one reserve packs, people start scrambling for um, trade tickets again. And then they do the math and say, wait a minute, why do I, why am I using 300 trade tickets when some of these series one moments are just so cheap by themselves? Like I'm just better off to go buy them. So <laughs> I think people, there will be a, a, a switch that happens at some point that says, wait a minute, it's, it's just, it's more advantageous for me to just go buy the exact moment I want or not the exact moment because you're not going to be able to buy the, the LeBron, but you can buy a lot of cheap um, top shot debuts in series one. Um, right now, it's like, well, you know, why are people lining up for these Series 1 reserve packs and trading in like massive amounts of trade tickets that they can just go buy the exact moment they, they want? So I think that'll happen. I think, um, yeah, there'll be a bunch of this back and forth here. But, I, you know, I kind of trust that Dapper has thought about this a little bit more than we have. And um, even flooding the market with these these moments, like, I think that's a design. That's not that's a feature, not a bug. Uh, they, they've, they've said that they wanted that to happen and it, it's happening. Um, but that, I think you're right though, Steve, like we're already seeing that though. Like I already saw somebody comment today. I can't remember if it was in the chat or on my feed where they said, you know what, I'm not going to buy two or 10 packs. I'm going to go take my 90 bucks and go buy two Lamello 9,999s. Like, so people are already making that calculation. I think, I think you're right. It, it's only a matter of time before they start thinking ahead a little bit and saying, why am I spending 500 bucks in trade tickets when I could just go get an RJ Barrett for 540 on the yeah. market right now. So let's 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 figure out now. Like, okay, the real problem that Dapper's trying to solve is that packs are too EV positive in such a way that there's no incentive to go to the market to buy anything um, because the packs are the real winners. Like, if you can buy a pack, basically, you're going to win, right? And that's not good for the, the 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 economy of the marketplace because you need people to want to go buy them, the stuff in the market. So, I think what Dapper's trying to do is is switch that a little bit so that it's more attractive to buy from the market than it is to buy a pack. And so, how do you do that? Well, you got to make buying a pack like um, they're teaching people that it's going to be kind of not great. <laughs> like you're going to pull a lot of like garbage out of it. So you're better off just buying the thing you want. Um, and unfortunately, that's just, they're teaching people like, you know, not to touch the hot stove um, by letting people touch the hot stove over and over again. So, um, but that's just the way it is uh, on this platform. And, um, but I, I, I think it'll work. Uh, you just got to give it time. Can I say something real quick about that? I think, uh, of course. I, th I think, I think Steve's right, but I also think it's a lot more than that. Um, I think, we all know that what matters most in order for Top Shot to truly succeed, we need a lot of new users, right? I think we can all agree with that. How do you get new users? Because the boom that happened in February, there were tons of people. I was one of that 90% of the current user base that came in in February. And there are people who dropped some serious cash and lost, watched just 90% of that value evaporate in like weeks or months. And if you're a new user, you're trying out something that's very out of your comfort zone, very new, and maybe you even join because you were told, oh, it's just you're printing money. It's so easy. You're done. When when you watch a moment that you paid $500 for go under 100, you're done. You're And Top Shot has blown that one first impression chance they have. And in order for Top Shot to gain a lot of new users, 
They need the casual NBA fans. They don't just need crypto nerds or hardcore NBA fans. They want this platform to be generational and accessible to everyone. So it's how do you do that? Well, you create the best environment for new users. And they started doing that by saying, hey, when you join, you get two packs right away. What's the best part of Top Shot is opening packs. Well, before you join, you might have to wait weeks or even months to get to open a pack even. So they're like, hey, let's set it up so you can open two packs right away. And I think that helped, but that was just a baby step because they want packs to be readily available. Like when Steve was on this platform first, and it wasn't a automatic profit when you opened a pack, but it was more of just something for fun and something you enjoyed. Another part is they want this floor to be one or two dollars because, like Steve said, they want people to go into the marketplace and participate. And once again, if you're a brand new user, first of all, you most likely do not have $20,000 to burn on a LeBron Top Shot debut. You probably have maybe up to 100 that you're willing to throw away because, I mean, I think most people, first, th first time they're jumping into this, they don't expect necessarily to see that money back. And they're going to want to buy their favorite players. And before, in the marketplace, if you're a brand new user and you jump on and Chris Paul is going for $70 in your head, you're like, huh, like, I don't know, Chris Paul's a really good player. He's a Hall of Famer. I guess that's his going rate. Oh, you check back a week later and it's going for $10. Well, you're done as a new user. But what you didn't know is that that moment was being used in a challenge and that was getting pumped. But these are all these more complex things that new users aren't going to understand right away. So what you have to do is have a floor where someone can buy a nice collection of their favorite team for $20 to $50 and they can get their feet wet without putting in more than they want to risk because there was a point even where the floor was $20 per moment and you were buying garbage like players that were garbage players that will not be in the NBA soon like what like no one wants that experience right now I'm looking at the floor and I can get a Reggie Jackson who's been playing super well for a dollar I mean I obviously can't get it it's going to disappear before I try but there's a Jason Tatum for two dollars like players that are easy to be excited about if you're a fan of that team. Tyler Hero is $2. He's been playing like incredible. As a new user and seeing Tyler Hero for $2, I can throw away $2. And if it goes to one or I try to sell it and it doesn't sell, I'm not going to say, well, I'm never coming back to Top Shot again. And this, I think, is what people are not understanding with the whole like oversupply thing. Like oversupply is a good thing as long as it's done correctly, which is what Top Shot's doing. They didn't expect this insane, like exponential growth in February. And as a result, they had to play catch up and throw all this stuff against the wall to try and make commons common. And they never could accomplish that. And so they finally have a chance to do it right. And we're seeing new user numbers that are pretty decent. and. You're not hearing the horror stories or seeing people complain on the Top Shot disc. I mean, we're seeing plenty of people complain, but we're not seeing new users come in and say, what is going on? We're seeing new users being like, hey, I uh, I got a Carl Anthony Towns. Like, that's kind of cool. Like, I have this moment. And they're getting to engage and understand the product more before 
going all in as opposed to kind of being strong armed to go all in. And I, I think that's like the main focus here that people got to realize is like packs being negative EV is like a really, really, really good thing. Um, from what I like, based on what I said and like what Steve said, I totally yeah, I, agree. I, I think we're on the same page. Uh, I totally agree. Exactly. So like well said, go ahead, Spence. Well, I just think back to when I, I just think back to when I was, when I was hooked, I, I pulled the seven, the conditions were very similar to right now when I joined in early January where I was telling my son we couldn't rip any more packs because I just spent $27 on packs and that was, that was enough, right? Like the conditions now are quite the same or, or will be the same to that where these packs aren't going to be desirable, um, which to Jeff's point, like that's, that's, that's what we want. I think we have to zoom out, but inevitably that's what's going to happen is people are going to realize this and I'm hoping, and I think it's Dapper's design is if you want a collectible that will have value, you're going to have to go to the market for S1 and then S2 for collector score. And I think that's a good thing. I think if people zoom out, that, that's that's what's happening. So, yeah, good point. And I think, you know, there are some collectors who they want to rip packs. I think we were talking about it earlier. Steve mentioned it, right? If you want ripping packs is fun. And so having relatively inexpensive common base set packs readily available to be able to rip that's awesome it's great you get maybe you get a a, a rookie with you know four badges or whatever or, or maybe you just get a bunch of trade tickets who knows but the chance i think will continue to drive some people to make sure that the packs are purchased and then to everybody's point that's that spoke so far it's going to allow it's going to allow people to get in on different levels it's going to allow accessible or accessibility for moments players jason tatum two dollars as jeb said so i think like um i think we're moving in, in a good direction i think it's really interesting um and uh you know certainly excited to uh to see where where it goes i, I do think we need to get some people on the platform, though, for sure. I think we need to start. We need to start seeing those numbers grow. To what uh, Jeb and Steve said too. The one thing I think it, it is starting to more emulate the actual card market now too. You know, where people who are into cards, they'll buy a hundred packs to hopefully get one good card. Right. You, you can't know, buy. You can't buy a pack. Right. You have to buy a box. <laughs> Totally. And there is still EV positive packs if that's what one cares about too. So it, it might turn into a different style of, you know, pack hunting, which for some people can be fun too. And I, I totally agree with what you're saying, Jeff, that even when I started in March, I couldn't get a pack. It took me three weeks until I got a pack and I looked at the Raptors, the team I want to collect. And I was like, Jesus, you know, like, especially being Canadian, you look at something in American dollars. And I was like, like, $13 for a Boucher is my cheapest Raptor, you know, like it didn't really make sense to me, you know, until I was able to get some packs and level up and yada, yada. So I, I do like the new climate for uh, the new ecosystem, I should say, for new people joining up and get a bunch of packs and start building your collection. And... We we just gave a couple of people the opportunity to speak here. The, uh, the microphones, um, Grandmama, Nebraska, um, I can't read, Kara... I'll jump All in. Right. Perfect. I'll dip a toe. Jump in. Um, I think they just put an emphasis on scarcity. Like they want like how how desirable are these rare packs gonna be now that we don't want the commons? 
you know, we're used to like begging for any pack we can get. Now, if we we have to wait out even longer for the rare drops, everyone's just gonna go shit house. Yeah, I mean, I think I think there's always gonna be a um, a huge push to try and get rare and legendary packs. Some of that's gonna depend on the pricing and you know what's in it. We've seen in the past, even you know, like series two throwdowns, for example. Um, shout out to the Wolf Pack. There is, uh, th- there's even with a rare drop and rare packs, there's still some fud. There's still some people who, who really don't don't care. So it'll be interesting to see. You know, Top Top Shot is doing a lot of stuff, but what they're doing all the time is collecting information, collecting data, and they're gonna be able to use that better as they move forward because they're going to be collecting more so it'll be interesting to see how things are as as we move forward we've got some some interesting stuff coming up i don't know i can't remember from the um season three roadmap maybe steve or spence or actually jeb bush somebody might remember better but i know there's going to be um a pretty interesting pack drop around christmas the the deck the hoops is there anything between now and then that's going to be you know, rare or legendary. People speculate the MGLE, but I think it's just speculation. I'm sure there's going to be a rare pack between now and Christmas. Uh, there's just, that's a lot of time to wait. Um, but just real quick to kind of add on to what Sal said. Um, so I just did an interview, gosh, Tuesday now. Gosh, what a week. Um, I did an inter- like a three-hour interview with Austin Kent. Um, and I'm working on editing it right now. And I think one thing too is with series two, once again, how we were kind of talking about how they had such this insane influx of users that they were just trying to pump up, pump out enough moments so that common moments were a little more common and rare moments were a little more rare. Legendary moments were a little more legendary. Um, because they didn't have the roadmap, they were very like, Hey, it's been it's been two weeks. Within these two weeks, we have a throwdowns pack coming out. Um, which which jaw dunk has he done in two weeks? Instead of being able to look at the entire season and pick the best jaw throwdown. Now with the roadmap, Austin's able to put aside moments for different players because he knows exactly how many they're going to get and he knows exactly like which sets are going to be there. So I, I talked to him a lot about the archive set because I haven't seen anyone talk to him about it and it blows my mind. But the perfect example of it is you look at the archive set. Ray Allen in the run it back has a three-pointer game winner in double overtime. That's the rare. While the common archive moment is Ray Allen doing a layup. So the rarity is reflected in not only the circulation, but the actual moment itself. And with this roadmap, Top Shot's going to be able to nail that a lot more consistently going forward. Will there be some crazy moments in the commons? Sure. Will there be a couple moments that are maybe labeled as rare that really shouldn't be rare? Sure. And they're not going to get it perfect, but it's going to be way, way better. Like this throwdown set, um, I wasn't, too excited about the series two throwdown set. Whoa, I whoa, whoa, didn't get whoa. Hey, I know, hush, I know. Hush, come on. Well, whoa, 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 <laughs> hear me out. Hear me out. Hear me out. But read the room. I know, the I know, guys. I know, I know. But this series three throwdown set, I think, is going to be like 
like just head and shoulders above series one or series yeah. two. Like I it's think be all is, slammers for sure. I think this is going to be the, I think the series, my personal take is I think the, the series three throwdown set is going to be the best series, like best set in top shot period. Like, I think it's going to be insane because Austin's pulling stuff now instead of saying, Oh, I have a month of, I have a month window to grab dunks from. And so I guess I'm going to just have to grab this Jeff Green dunk, even though it's just a normal dunk. Like that's all I have, you know? I totally agree. I, yeah, he, we had him on here too. And, and I, I guess the term that came up was, yeah, the moment matters, you know, where mm-hmm. in series one, you're right. The rares aren't always the best plays or the legendaries were now it does seem like the, the tier matters a lot more to how awesome the moment is, which yeah. was reflected in that Giannis playoff moment, you know? Exactly. Yeah. And I think, I think as we just go on, like, once again, them getting a massive, massive influx of users is really cool, and it's like very good for Top Shot, but it also caused a lot of problems because they went from like 50k users to 500,000. Like you, that messes up everything. Um, like from a software aspect, aspect from like a roadmap aspect internally, like all this stuff, and so. The fact that they now have a public roadmap that they publish and have to adhere to and can be kept accountable is like, once again, just a really good thing. And I think they're just working to get more in sync where rares are rare because of circulation, because of the moment, because of the player. Maybe we're not, I don't think we're going to get a rare. Uh, I'm trying to think of like a, a, like a, a nobody that's a rare, but we're going to get better players that are rares and legendaries because in order to get a rare or a legendary, that player will have to earn it with an incredible moment. Not just because, Oh, we need to fill the set. Like who knows this guy hasn't gotten a moment in a while. Like let's, let's throw him in there. Like it is a lot more planned because of the way they've laid things out. And because they just got Austin, he was hired in like February when series two had already started. He, this is his first like season from beginning to end. And I think we can see with these common moments that have already come out, just the massive difference in quality from the moment to the thumbnail to everything. You compare these commons to series one and it's night and day difference. Like just wait until we see like the rares and the legendaries. Like it's going to be, it's going to be, I, I, I have high hopes for sure. Yeah, I, we were talking about it earlier, or at least I, I mentioned it earlier. Like these season three moments that I've seen so far, the moments just look better, right? Like I don't know. Obviously, he's able to curate a little better, and he's 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 got he's got some some experience under his belt in curating the moment, but also moving forward from that, he's able to articulate that in a way where he can put certain moments in the common set, like you've mentioned and, and rare and legendary, but these moments just look good. Um, they're fun moments. They're, you know, I, ha- I, I'm a, I'm a huge Spurs fan and Keldon Johnson's one of my favorite players. You know, he's an awesome dunker. It's fun to watch. He's fun to get excited about his common moment is a great dunk right in somebody's grill. I mean, it's awesome. Um, I, I really, I really, yeah. I really think they're nailing this. So, um, I'm with you, actually, Jeb Bush. Absolutely. It must be hard to find Spurs highlights, really. So I'm glad that he did find one. 
Oh, sorry, sorry. Who's your favorite team again, Mark? I can't. Uh, we we we're not sure who your favorite team is. Can you say? It one yeah, more it's time? it's the Spurs. And um, Wolf, you're you're no longer my favorite Wolf anymore. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're dead silence after I said that. I was like, oh, did I offend right. your second kid? You know? Yeah, I know we have a few. <laughs> All of my children have the same middle name. It's it's Spurs with Mark. Yeah, come on, Evan, help me out here. I'm here. I'm here. I'm ready. Misery <laughs> loves company. Oh, okay. Well, I live in misery, so here we go. Um, yeah. The, okay. The moment selection, not like you said, night and day difference. I didn't get any packs last week. I did get ten today. Um, really, the only two that I was somewhat excited about were the I got the. Um, Oh, it's Zaire Williams, four Badger, and then the Gary Payton Jr. And I, the Gary Payton Jr., I just like, we just saw that like on ESPN, like highlights or on Twitter. We just saw that highlight, like just, it seems like days ago, you know, and it's already showing up and it's an absolutely sick dunk. Um, you know, he's kind of having a little bit of a coming out party here lately. They used the bull bull moment where he stole it, dished it off, and then got the lob back. Um, for the, for the full length of the court play. Like, it's just sick plays that we see and get, go viral because they're good plays. Like, there were moments that, that would go viral as, as video clips prior to Top Shot. Now those are becoming what the Top Shot moments are. And it's just, it's really nice to see. And I hope they continue to just pick special moments for rares, even more special moments um, or, or career milestones for legendaries. And just, they can really just make this season so so good and so so appealing to some collectors who um may may not have transferred over from the physical card space because they don't really i don't know they don't think there's been enough thought they think it's a money grab or something they don't really like the quality of the product maybe we win over some win some of those people over and bring in some some more money into the platform so i don't know i think it's all good things so far um even though i did get pretty much 38 or whatever trash moments today <laughs> trade tickets man trade tickets i'm still i'm still debating on that because like i just i met i added luke in the in the nine lives lounge earlier and just said any any idea concrete may just ballpark anything you can tell us about how many um of these s1 base packs will be available um for trade tickets, you know, and, and I want to say they said 50 for the first drop. Uh, don't quote me on that, but I'm almost 50? positive. Wow. Okay. See, so it might be more than that, but I vaguely, they, they mentioned, they mentioned a number at one point. What, what do we, do we have a number of total available? Like for sure, like max maximum available. There is a number. I don't remember it off the top of my head. Okay. I just, you know, I'm trying to, we were chatting a little bit about it today, just trying to figure out how many people are going to have, you know, or be willing to put in potentially if you, if they could somehow grab all $1 moments, which I don't think anybody's going to be able to do that personally. Um, but if they, how many people are going to do that? The 500, I mean, maybe, maybe more than I think. And I, if think, that's it's, the, it, I think it's everyone. Uh, if like, Yes, yes, there are some moments in those packs that you could buy for cheaper, but if you tell anyone that they can spend five hundred to a thousand dollars and get a twenty thousand dollar LeBron moment, 
like who is not going to take that gamble like you're giving top shot users way too much credit here <laughs> we or love you... ripping packs man i'm i'm doing trade tickets i don't care if i just get oh i'm doing the same thing are, yeah are, you think there are that many users who can on a whim just if, if say they announce the number and with and it's the it's happening within a week uh someone is there enough users on the platform you think that, that would pull the trigger on that Look how many people spent $100 on a Wan TSD so they could get a clay TSD that's worth $100. Like, there's, it's not, it's not just pure logic here. There's like a lot of emotion. Like, people get excited. Removing packs is fun. Like Mark said, that's the best part about the platform. The fact that you could get a Series 1 pack and then maybe pull like in like a life changing grail. Like, who's not going to do that? Like, people were, People were dropping five hundred dollars. No, not five hundred. People were dropping like two to three hundred dollars to get in the serial lottery for the Clay Thompson Top Shot debut, which is now going for like a little over a hundred. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I, uh, the one I thing wondered, I was just thinking. Go ahead. Well, uh, a lot will a lot will depend on the, what we hear from Top Shot with how many of those premier I'll call moments are available, right? Like if if there's a ton of, I agree with you, Jim, but. Like if they're if they say, listen, we're gonna have one LeBron in this pack, and here's the rest of them on that Google sheet they send out. Like I think you will see some restraint, hopefully, but I think for the most part you're right. Or for the you know top show users and the ones that are gamblers are gamblers for a reason, right? We're degenerates, I, and we'll probably totally degenerate. We'll probably spend the money to get. Yeah, it. we'll probably spend the money. If you put it like this too, sorry, I was just gonna say if yeah, it's, go ahead. So we've had legendary packs that we've maxed out, what, $900 a pack, right? I think was the most expensive pack I've seen. I don't know if there's been one more than $900. But say it was $3 a trade ticket, and it's 500 trade tickets. It's like a $1,500 pack. I think people would pay $1,500 for a season one pack. If there's a LeBron in it, I think we get 10,000 people trying. Well, the other thing... Uh, yeah, I think if there's yeah. one LeBron... Yes. Every, but the other thing yes. that I think... The other thing I think that could drive this is depending on how how Top Shot rolls this out. If they, you know, if they say, "Hey, there's going to be, you know, I don't know, ten thousand season one packs," and that's it, and you've got thirty, forty thousand people with all these trade tickets, and and they they don't get a pack and they don't get anything, that's going to be a disappointment. But if if they can if they create a roadmap for trade tickets, right? If you can use trade tickets for merch or for other packs or you know what what they're much more creative than i am but i if they can use trade tickets in other ways i think then they would drive people to that that turning moments in for trade tickets um i don't know yeah and they've already said that that's going to happen so they said that they're gonna, yeah you can make it like a reward they system. said there's going to be sets that are trade ticket exclusive so you can only get a pack for this specific set for trade tickets, there's going to be like the trade tickets is a long term thing. It's not this gimmick they built to to distribute the S ones. It's here to stay, and they're going to do a lot with it. And I think I want to speculate that one of the reasons why, and I like don't quote me on this because I don't know enough about this, but one of the reasons why is because a trade ticket has no monetary value. You can't trade it in for money. You can't sell it or anything like that. And what's one of the problems we see? that people kind of complain with about top shot they're like oh why can't you mix like rares and commons and stuff and it's like oh there's like different laws around that well 
what if you're trading in something that has no monetary value for something? Well, suddenly maybe that gets a little more, that line gets a little more fuzzy. So yeah. I think it gives them a little more flexibility there. Interesting. Um, Nebraska's got his hand raised. I want to get to Nebraska and then, and then we can move on. Nebraska, what do you got? Yeah. Um, first of all, I just wanted to say, hey, guys, I'm listening to you guys from the hospital. Um, my little daughter's here and the pick you. And uh, so just taking my mind off it and listening to you guys is uh, is very helpful. So I appreciate it. Always love to join in spaces. Yeah, Shout out, man. I'm going to I'm going to give her a howl. Ready? Ow! There we go. But uh, in general, top shot wise, man, trade tickets. I'm 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 using these packs for trade tickets. Plain and simple. There's more utility coming for them. I'm I'm. I'm convinced of that. It's not just these S1 packs. And um, if anything's, if it's not a four-digit, you know, serial number, it's going in. It's going in the the trade tickets. <laughs> I love it. Um, you know, we we have we we have the man on on our spaces right now who now has a speaker, uh, a speaker available. Hello, everybody. Where's Alan? Hello, Alan. How you doing, man? How's it going, Alan? Uh, I'm I'm doing great. It's been uh, fun listening to y'all talk and and share your thoughts on everything. Um, I actually have a couple of questions for y'all. You shoot, the floor is yeah. yours. <laughs> if I can remember them now. Um, so, <laughs> um, uh, so, so we have um, announced that there's about 10,000 of the uh, series one reserve packs that will be available um, over the course of time that we'll be releasing these and we'll be basically releasing them periodically. My hope is, is that we can get to um, a pretty frequent, if, if, if not like monthly um, cadence of dropping these. Um, and uh, my expectation is that it's all going to be one large pack listing with um, just kind of a small number available at each of those, uh, drops be the monthly or 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 whenever whatever frequency uh, works out uh, best in the long run here. Um, but um, my, one of my questions is uh, everyone's thoughts on if you um, have enough tickets for the first drop and don't get a good spot in the queue, uh, is your plan to hold on to those trade tickets for the next uh, series one reserve drop or, and or see what what else uh, comes up in terms of uh, things that are available for the trade tickets? Or are you planning to get those locker packs and kind of, um, in a sense, cash out your tickets back to moments um, at that four to three ratio? Yeah, I mean, I can speak for myself, Alan, and um, I am stacking trade tickets as we speak. And the 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 impetus of that is this the Series 1 packs. And if I don't get the Series 1 pack, if I'm not, you know, lucky enough to get in the queue or whatever that looks like, then I'm going to hang on to them. And I'm going to wait for either the next drop or some more announcements about the utility associated with those trade tickets. So, I'm not necessarily interested in the locker packs unless, you know, I know that there are some really interesting moments, some rares and some different things in the locker um, account. So if those get released, then, you know, maybe that would change my my thought process. But as of now, I'm focused on the series one packs. And if if that's a no go for me, then I'm going to hang on to them and, and see what you guys have in store. Yeah, I've been really curious about those, you know, Legos that somebody has in the locker room pack, you know, and things like that. So definitely holding some trade tickets for those too. Like you said, those those weird rares that people were trading in. I want to get my hands on some of those. 
yeah, I think it's 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 fun and interesting to see what people have traded in. Uh, does anyone have a different answer? Is anyone planning to um, go for the uh, just the normal four for three locker packs if they have uh, the trade tickets for the first S one reserve packs and don't manage to score one of those? I will say I personally will be holding on to them, but I think if I I think that we I mean we've even seen over the last couple of days that plenty of people will be trading in that four to three after they don't hit on the S one, if not just out of complete boredom and wanting to rip packs because um, like we we've seen the locker packs have sold out the last two pack drops, which is like crazy to me, especially the, this the first one. release makes sense. Um, yeah. Right, with yeah, the yeah, series yeah. Two moments, but the, uh, I, I, I agree with you that it's interesting to see how quickly they sold out here in this most recent release. That was actually my next question. I was wondering if anyone bought some of those and how you felt about them or I, just how you felt yeah. about them in general. I mentioned earlier that I did. I had four left over because I missed out on last week's. And so I was like, ah, what the hell? And I probably wouldn't do that too often anymore because I felt like I got three of the same moments I traded four away for. You know, I, I actually got two yeah, of the exact sense. same moments I turned in. I got back in my hand. So. I would probably hold on. I, the only the person I could see who might panic and buy those four for threes is someone who overextended themselves to get the say if it's five hundred trade tickets and then they miss on the season one pack and maybe they're panicking and they want to get some moments back in their account to get the money. But I think most people hold. To be honest, I think most people would hold. Alan, I have a question for you. Can I can I ask you a question about the season one and the and the potential incoming packs? You can certainly ask. I may or may not be able to answer. Uh, Luke I, knows I, Luke knows where we are if he needs to come run into this chat. So you're in safe hands. Yeah, no, I'm just curious. Like, you know, one of the things that we as as a group, right, the Wolf Pack, talk about is we talk about scarcity and we talk about supply and we talk about moments that are um, that are not all out on the platform yet. And I'm just curious, you know, you your thoughts or maybe the team's thoughts, Top Shot's thoughts on the um, how conscientious you are of releasing those season one packs. I know you mentioned doing it over a period of time, but um, the impact that that may have on the value or the price of the moment as more get released into the platform and sort of how that plays into your thoughts and, and how the process will move forward to release them. Yeah, no, that's a great question. The way that I've always looked at it is we need to be hyper transparent so that everybody who owns the moments, who wants the moments, who's thinking about buying the moments, thinking about selling the moments, has all the information that they need to make their best um, guess about how all those different factors can play in. And the thing is that different people factor those in differently. And, and we know there are some people who, even if the information's right in their face, won't, won't even look at it. Um, like last week's pack drop, we had some pretty clear messaging, I felt, um, on the pack listing page in the queue itself. And then when you went to go buy your pack, like the option to increase the number of packs you bought from one, not everybody saw that somehow. You know, not everybody realized you could buy more than one pack. Um, so sometimes no matter how clear the information is or how clear we try to make it, I'm not saying we do a perfect job, but I'm saying it kind of doesn't even matter when we do a perfect job. Some people aren't going to see that information. And so I think that's 
part of what everyone needs to factor in for themselves, how that is affecting, say, current ask price or or current selling prices. But um, in my mind, we've been as clear as possible that these moments are not yet distributed, that they will be distributed, that there's a um, given time frame and method for distributing them, and that we want to distribute them over time. My hope is that between us releasing these periodically over a period of time, having announced them as far in advance as we have, and then we'll be um, you know, continuing to harp on the fact that these moments are coming, um, that a lot of that has already been factored into the actual market price. And um, I, I, don't, I don't really like talking too much about you know, pricing and the market. The market does what it wants to do, right? It's, it's everybody collectively doing whatever they want to do. Um, you all kind of have control over that in a very broad sense, but you know, in a specific sense, nobody has control over it. Um, mm-hmm. But and, but the the pricing when I say real market pricing, what I mean is like what a moment will actually sell for, which isn't always reflected in the list price. As we all know, there's certain moments, especially out there, where the list price is sort of a meme just because nobody wants to sell their moment at what market price would be, which is totally okay. But it means that, you know, there is no clear indication of um, a market price uh, that you can just glance at and, and know. And I, I, I have a feeling that the current Series 1 reserve, uh, or sorry, the, the, the moments that are in those Series 1 reserve packs, um, in, in a lot of cases, are waiting for that distribution to happen before they can kind of settle on that market price, which isn't to say that they're currently overpriced or underpriced, but rather that um, it's hard for sales to happen because there's just that larger amount of uncertainty. So as these get released, less of that uncertainty will happen. And I think that we'll we'll actually see uh, moments transacting at that market price more frequently. Um, and and I think that's already kind of baked into everyone's heads in terms of what the value of each of those moments is to, to each individual. And it's going to vary. But um, I don't think it's going to have an outsized effect. Um, but it might have an outsized effect on asking price, which to me is very different than the actual value or like, you know, true market price of those moments. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. It absolutely does. And I think it's an interesting um, it's an interesting perspective to take because I agree with you. Uh, and my father, it's a lesson my father taught me a long time ago. Uh, I don't care how much this book tells you that baseball card is worth. It's only worth what somebody will pay for it. So uh, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, for sure. Uh, we've got Sal's uh, grandmama's got his hand up. Do you have a, a question? I do. So going back to the trade ticket queues, is Collector School going to come into play at all? Is it going to be priority queues or is it just free for all general admission? We'll announce the specific details, hopefully before too long. Um, but the um, the uh, my expectation is for this first drop, it will be anyone who has the uh, required trade tickets. And we will close off the ability to trade in moments probably about 24 hours in advance. So everyone will know kind of um, whether they are going to qualify or not. And everyone will know what the cutoff is to decide whether they're going to be in. Uh, There won't be an opportunity to get in the queue, check your queue position, and then try to frantically trade in a bunch of trade uh, moments for trade tickets at that time. It'll have been too late. Um, So you do have to make that decision in advance. But the expectation is that everybody who has 
the required number of trade tickets, which we've said for this first drop will be between 300 and 500, um, will be able to join the queue regardless of collector score. That's the um, that's the current intention. Um, until we've officially announced it, that's not official information, um, but that is that is my expectation. Interesting. And you've also, I think, said, and you talked about trying to be clear with communication, you're trying to release all of these 10,000 packs in an 18-month span, correct? Yeah, that's our goal here. Um, okay. So uh, spread it out, but not, you know, spread it out indefinitely. As I said, I, I think that once these are fully distributed, that that will help reduce some of the uncertainty in terms of market pricing and uh, help people feel more confident in their purchases. Although some people, you know, like, like to, like to, um, uh, I won't say necessarily take risks, but, um, you know, like to, uh, Gamble, uh bet on themselves. Speculate. <laughs> well, we like yeah, to get some people. Like some people, some people are more confident than others in their ability to, um, guess the, uh, the actual value of the moments that, that the market will settle on, or, you know, really the ideal in the way that I, I personally, and I realize this is, this is not universal by any means, but the way that I personally look at the top shop moments, um, or at least back when I was able to purchase currently, um, our, our policy is that I'm not able to, um, add moments to my collection. But when I did, um, my primary focus was, is it worth this to me? And if the answer is yes, I'm happy to buy. If the answer is no, even if I think it's, you know, worth more on the market, I won't buy because, you know, ultimately, is this something I'm happy to own at this price? That's what it boils down to for me personally. And so, um, you know, if, if, if the answer to you is yes and you think similar, similarly, then there's kind of no reason uh, not to go for it and eliminate, you know, the risk of, of your um, estimates being wrong or circumstances changing and you getting priced out and having lost the opportunity to get uh, something at a price that was good for you. Alan, do you think that, um, I know you, you know, you, you're the, the sort of goal at this point is to release the 10,000 packs over an 18 month period and, you know, 300 to 500 trade tickets, at least for the first go around. Do you think that that time that timeline changes or you know maybe collector score comes into play or or something is tweaked dependent on the number of people who actually go ahead and and get those 500 you know trade tickets i mean if there are you know i don't know um 10,000 people with you know, 500 trade tickets what what's going to happen the first time those series one packs are released? Will all 10,000 just get them? Will there be some way to, will it just be a, a general queue that some people will get lucky and some don't? Do you have any idea kind of how that runs or will some of that maybe change based on the number of people who, who acquire those trade tickets? So as I, um, as I said, my expectation is the first one will just be kind of a general queue style in that everybody who has enough tickets will have the, an equal opportunity. Um, over those 18 months, I do expect that some of our capabilities will be updated such that we'll be able to do things a little bit differently in queues than how we've had to do them in the past. And that could certainly play into how future queues are run. Um, Again, we would announce those specific details in advance of those specific drops. 
I'm not expecting it to be very static, though. I'm not expecting this to be 18 months all exactly the same at the same price with the same rules, you know, spaced one month apart. Um, we, we, we always look at, I, I know this was mentioned earlier in the spaces that we're um, collecting a lot of data, and we always do look at the data, and we look at the feedback, and I know sometimes um, <laughs> sometimes the feedback sounds overwhelming. Um, one way and, and we won't necessarily make that decision. Um, it's not that we're not listening and it, um, often often there are reasons, uh, there's always reasons, but often there, we, we feel there's, there's really good reasons to um, either stay the course or make, make certain decisions that we make. But we are gonna be looking at the data, we will be listening to the feedback and I do anticipate that there will be changes along the way. The specifics of those changes, uh, I mean, I couldn't share even if I, had a good idea of what they would be, but sure. um, I'll also say that I don't really have a good idea because it'll be based on the data. It'll be based on, like you said, how many people are qualifying and trading in and, and holding that amount of moments, and also how much you know the the um, the packs cost in the future. That that's going to vary based on sort of the current price of trade tickets, generally the current value of the moments in the reserve packs that those all factor in um and as well the number of people who have um the trade tickets kind of uh in, uh, on hand and um and potentially even what other um items might be available in the future for trade tickets and the relative prices can all factor into that pricing so this first drop at the 300 to 500 ticket level um you know, it doesn't necessarily mean a whole lot when it comes even to the second drop. I don't think things will be radically different by the second drop, but I do think things will change and there's the potential for them to change significantly if circumstances change significantly. Interesting. Well, one quick question. When I know that there's been discussion about um, like the, the Western, I think it's the Western Conference Finals, the Eastern Conference Finals, some of those moments being burned uh, in some capacity. Um, had, was there ever any discussion or thought about these season one packs or moments just not being released and being burned or destroyed or sort of taken out of the ecosystem in some way? So that goes to my earlier point that I had made around our trying to have really clear communication. Um, that goes both ways. Uh, when we say, um, when we say something, uh, our expectation is that the market in some way reacts uh, based on that information, that there are people who read it and make choices based on the things that we say. So we're very hesitant to change something that we've announced, and we're, we try to be pretty deliberate about what we announce and how we word it. I know we haven't always been perfect, but we try. And one of the things that we said very specifically with those Eastern Conference Finals and Western Conference Finals packs is that the rares will be burned. So the plan has always been for the commons in those packs to be made available. Those won't be part of these S1 reserve packs. The S1 reserve packs are moments that were um, basically not distributed for other reasons. So there will be those moments as well, sort of outstanding and to be distributed. Trade tickets are definitely a candidate for a way that those would be distributed, not in these S1 reserve packs specifically, but possibly in uh, similar kinds of packs. We will, again, announce the details as soon as we've been able to work those out. But um, if we had planned to burn them 
um, we would have said so. And if um, if we were open to burning them, um, we wouldn't have said that we won't be burning them. And we have specifically said we won't be burning them. And because that all factors into how people, you know, make their financial decisions and, and collecting decisions, um, we will very much try our best to stick with our words. So that's what I would, would anticipate in regards to those common moments in those packs. Fantastic. Spence, you have a question? Well, more, more feedback for Ellen. I'm, I know that uh, I think the, the rational pop shot collector, I know there's lots of us that aren't very rational um, at times, but I just want to say like from a feedback perspective, what you said about, you know, being as clear as possible communication around like the S1 moments that aren't, aren't all out in circulation as a user that that's kind of all we want right and, and and so certainly i appreciate how you've chosen your words very carefully and and realize that you're walking a tightrope with <laughs> preserving in air quotes the value of the moment um as well as as the scarcity and all those factors uh so just the feedback i guess this is very long-winded but the feedback is uh, i think i can speak for everybody that says thank you for the transparency and, and just the fact that you guys have in mind, like, hey, we don't want to dump all these moments all at once because it might screw some people over um, is, you know, that, that goes a long way in the community. So just see feedback. I appreciate that. And as always, if we're ever, whenever we're not clear, I'll say, because I know that <laughs> it's not an if, but a when, um, whenever we're not um, clear, whenever you have um, any confusion, you're not sure um, if, if what we say comes across as ambiguous, it's likely not us trying to be ambiguous. Please do let us know. Please let us know how we can clear that up and um, have that level of transparency with you all because definitely I think it's really important. Um, it's, it's good to hear that, that you all, that you at least specifically agree and, um, and hopefully everybody agrees that um, having information can help you make better decisions, not necessarily easy decisions, clearly. Um, it gets really complicated really quickly, but um, at least having clarity and transparency should help there. I want to thank you all so much for letting me uh, come in, ask some questions and answer some questions. Unfortunately, I have to drop back to listening mode, but uh, I'll be listening for a little bit longer. And, uh, you know, enjoy your weekend, everybody. Yeah, thanks for coming on, Alan. We appreciate it. For sure. Absolutely. Thanks, thanks, thanks Alan. On. Yeah, we'd love to have you back on, too. Because, uh, you know, if, if we uh, feel communications off, we'll just run in angry spaces about it again, right? Kara <laughs> <So. laughs> uh, Vaggy, you had a question. I don't know if it was for Alan. He's not there, but speak up, man. You got the floor. Okay, yeah, sorry. Yeah, it's it it Caravaggio. Caravaggio, <laughs> sorry. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's all good. Yeah, it was a question. It was a quick question for Alan, but maybe other people can ask it, which was one is, why do we have to have four tickets for three? Um, and the other piece was just, not to sound harsh, but like as a follow up to the transparency piece, like I appreciate the transparency, uh, but you have to have the time to come to spaces. Like even I think Rohan did the talk on Nine Lives Lounge and then it took a community member to like post that discussion onto Twitter and whatnot. I think what would be be appreciated and it's been mentioned on like Twitter and stuff is just um, a bit more proactive, uh, clear communication. So like you know, you shouldn't have to go to the spaces to find that, like, what feels like hidden information so that, like, a 
mass audience could like get that information and have equal access to it, I think would be key. Like, this is awesome. I appreciate this honesty. And I think Alan's been awesome on Twitter when people do have them, uh, have questions. But I think even like this speaks to uh, Steve's need to have to write the collector score thing uh, on, on the medium and then on pack rip is just uh, like that, that speaks to, I think the need to have more proactive communication, which is, um, I think, yeah, I think maybe, maybe you guys will be learning that, but yeah. And then that, that, that a bigger question was, yeah, just why four packs uh, or why four cards for three, why not three for three? I think cause they're trying to fill the coffers, but I cannot speak for them. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think it was it wasn't wasn't supposed to be because it's like a deflationary mechanism, right? Yes. Where you're you're basically just slowly removing markets from from uh, the economy. Uh, well, I mean they'll be recycled, but um, instead of burning, you're basically just you're removing one one more moment from the from the market, which should kind of um, help or stabilize prices. But at least that's I think that's what they're trying to go for. Yeah, and Steve, what's your thoughts on? No, oh, no, nope. nope. go on, Mark. Sorry. Uh, yeah, sorry, Wolf. I actually, I was going to ask Steve as well, but you know, it's interesting communicating with people via you know blog posts and written things can be challenging, and um, I know, you know, the the top shot communications for all of us can be better. Um, but it's hard to it's hard to communicate what they're trying to communicate in a blog post. They've had office hours. Some of those things got you know I don't know if if you want to say misconstrued, taken out of context. Some you know as they collect more data, maybe maybe things change for them, and we're holding them to something that they've said you know six months, a year ago, whatever it may be. There's a lot of complexity I think around that. Steve, I, I'm curious your thoughts on. Um, you know, maybe specifically some of the things that Top Shot could do to communicate differently that would work in this Twitterverse where people are so reactionary and, and can be just, the vitriol can just come flying at any moment. Do you have any thoughts on that? Yeah, yeah I have a couple. Um, well, one, it's, you know, people, well, well, I have to say it's a beta product. It's unfinished. Um, it's a work in progress. Things are changing all the time. So um, I think a part of the, the confusion though, at least when I was putting together that collector score blog was the information is scattered in a bunch of different places. So I think Dapper would benefit from having like a single source of truth. Um, I, I wanna say like a, like kind of like a wiki or something like that where everyone knows to check like the, the thing, you know, whatever that thing is. Um, because that's the thing that's always updated and that's the thing that always has the latest information. Um, with collector score, what I found was there, like, there wasn't one page or one blog that had everything. It didn't have all of the, um, the details. There was usually one thing missing on like, or whatever. And, um, that's where it can get confusing. Um, and things can get outdated very quickly as well. Like if you're reading an old blog from a few months ago, that collector score doesn't, it might not be the same as what we're reading today. So um, I think just having, like just uh, making the communications more um, consistent and more like centralized in like a you know, single source. That so like really one, nice. So like one thing for collector score, and if you want collector score info, you go there. One thing yep. for 
you know, whatever, right? The, the yep. fandom moments or whatever the issue is, but just have one one entry point for that information. Yeah, exactly. And every time, like, look, at, like, I got to say Wikipedia again, because Wikipedia, um, you can see that the, you can see all the changes, right? And you can see when the changes were made. So it's really helpful. So I, what I'm what I'm thinking is that, I get, let's say they were to update the collector score page, like, um, they could put out a little tweet saying, hey, we've updated the collector score, like we made a few changes, come take a look, right? Um, but everyone would know, oh, you know, like, that page would always be the the reference guide. Because um, I think what, yeah, what's happening is, is this platform is changing so often, um, it's hard to kind of keep up or, or know where to go. And I think a lot of people rely on third parties to kind of pick through all the communications and kind of, um, you know, compile into like a newsletter or a tweet or whatever. And there's always something that gets lost or something that might get added, right? Like uh, the rake back thing is a good example where, you know, words can get like mixed up and, and it, it, you know, it's a game of telephone where like something was mentioned and then it becomes like elaborated or, or whatever. And um, so I think Top I, Shot I'm, would benefit. I'm, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure that rake back is actually Roham personally paying off my mortgage. So I'm just waiting for that because that's the, the message that I've got as things have moved forward. Hi, hi guys. Yeah, absolutely, right? Hey, how Ginobili, you doing? Ginobili, yeah. We got a spur. Yeah, I'm watching the Spurs game right now and I'm listening to you guys. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm an educator. And one of the things that we try to do uh, is that we try to provide people uh, different ways to learn content, right? So... I actually emailed Dapper and I told them that they needed to have uh, perhaps like a blog and they, they probably needed to have, a, well, they do have a blog, but they needed to have like a, a, an audio or a video that actually matches whatever comes out in their blog uh, and that needs to be updated somehow. Like you feel like they need a visual aspect to yes, go with exactly, every blog post like, they do. Because like yep. we all work, we barely read our emails, right? So when, whenever yep. these these blogs come out, it's just you kind of just like scroll down very quickly. We're in the middle of something in our daily lives, and uh, you know we just try to look for information and we completely miss huge information and that's hidden there because um, we just don't have you know the twenty minutes to sit down and you know try to figure out the whole blog right we, we we have two five minutes and so on no i totally yeah. agree this the collector score one if you had a visual layout to go with it it would be a great great thing where someone can do a four minute crash course on collector score uh i know someone in our Wolfpack thread the other day mentioned that when you're surfing the marketplace and you look at a moment, it should show the collector score of that moment right on it as well, which would be a nice visual cue to sort of know what you're getting, you know, as well. So I just wanted to chime in real quick about this whole conversation. I think this just all speaks to the fact that we need an app because, you know, I know that there was a lot of complaints when they released that, uh, what was it, the fandom WNBA challenge where uh, Discord people got to buy the moments at $500 in the marketplace and email people who rely on email 
were late to the party and those moments were all $800 at that point. And I think that if you get the application, then push notifications can, can become that one source of information that everybody can rely on at the exact same time. Yeah, I think if I, if I had to guess, I'd say they're working on something like that. I think it's still like, a, um, I think there might be some technical challenges with it. I know at one point they did have push notifications for their web app. They've disabled those for a long time now. Yeah, but, I remember right when I started um, those. But yeah, those were awesome because every time you sold a moment or whatever, like you'd get alerted. Mm -hmm. uh, and I know now we're we're sent emails, which is pretty cool too. But I really like the um, the in Chrome alerts. Like that was the first time I've ever used them in Chrome, and they, it, it made sense. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so but my understanding it was like a, a technical limitation on on being able to do that for for the entire system but uh, i'm confident they'll they'll solve that at some point i hope so it just there's just a lot of things because even with an app too right if they do updates right and you, you you update the app it shows you the bug fixes it shows you the kind of updates that were added just like you would read for facebook or whatever what did they add what type of applications you know and everybody can get that information in one spot but that's just my two cents I know that's down the road. Yeah, yeah I mean, no, I think, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I think it's coming. I, th I, th I think that's part of the big picture, part of, you know, the future, but um, it would certainly be helpful. Go ahead, Steve. I was going to say, like, I'm, I'm, I'm torn some days about, like, um, about being in beta, right? Because I think we all want to use this product and it for it to be so polished, but, like, the cost of being in beta and being an early adopter is like frustration like that's just uh the honest truth is we're the we're the first like i'll put it this way growing up i always thought being a video game tester would be the coolest job in the world until i realized that you're playing broken video games all day and it would probably be like the most frustrating experience imaginable um so that's kind of where we're where we're at with 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 top shot like it, it's a polished product but um the price we're paying for being in beta is like you're, we're going to go through these um situations where communications are consistent or we just have these like hiccups where if you if you have to go three three years in the future or five years in the future like these things will be non-existent because at that point this product will be so stable where they won't be making drastic changes um and so that's kind of you know it's uh it's good and it's bad so i i, I think at this point like um i've just accepted that it's just for me it's like I'm just trying to enjoy it, enjoy it and, and, and enjoy this experience because it's very rare that you can um, participate in such a great application that's still changing and they still take our feedback. Uh, like it, it's pretty cool to, to be to be involved in that. And uh, for me, I think it's worth it's worth the, 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 the frustration. I agree. And, and it's it's like you're instrumental in building this product that you love, which is a really cool experience. As much as I bought three Dwayne Wades and then afterwards went, what the hell was I thinking? You know? <laughs> Caravaggio, uh, do you have, have something else? You, you know, Caravaggio is a teacher because he's politely had his hand up the whole time. Yeah, too. right. I love it. <laughs> Not a teacher, but a, a programmer, but a former youth worker. Um, but on that programming side, I think uh, I just wanted to say, Steve, yeah, great point on the wiki or even like a Git style thing to see the, the history of changes would be awesome. Um, but on, on that beta side, I think like whether it be airdrop or something else, like some kind of 
benefit for us that are on the beta would be nice in this like for example when it comes to trade tickets like uh has anybody tried to sell like their moments and how long it takes like how much labor are you putting in to have to sell 500 moments or 400 moments right like we should get something back for that like the trade tickets should be cheaper right now while they're in beta until later when they have like a bulk sell feature you know what i mean like that would be a nice little thing to say hey we know we're in beta it takes you forever to sell all these moments and until we have a bulk feature uh it's going to be a little bit cheaper to get the this the s1 hookups after you uh put in your trade tickets thanks well that's that's difficult because so many people have already spent a lot of money on s1 so the reason why trade tickets are, are so many trade tickets, trade tickets are required is because you can't just have like, oh, if, if you have 10 trade tickets, you can get an S1 pack because you might pull a, a, a $10,000 LeBron that someone paid $20,000 for like a couple months ago. So like it, it, in fairness, I think Dapper is trying to figure this out and and like they've already calculated, I think, the value of these packs. And that's why they're saying three to 500 tickets because they know these tickets are somewhere between a dollar and three dollars. So that, that says to me that they think the packs are probably worth between um, 900 and maybe $1,500. Um, I, I mean, but I, obviously that fluctuates. I think it goes back to Alan's point about like the amount of tickets being um, different every month or whatever for the for the packs, because, you know, hypothetically, if the prices went lower, I mean, they might adjust the, the number of tickets to be less, or if the prices went higher for just ones and they might adjust it to be more. So. Um, but it's it's and the market sets the prices for the trade tickets right or the or the or the floor moments so i mean dapper can't really say like they can't really make the the tickets less expensive because it's whatever people want to sell them for no but i just mean like the but the labor like the amount of time that it takes before a bulk thing comes out right like while we're in beta oh yeah you should get a little hookup for that oh man you know you know how great would be like hypothetically if we could just stay like if we needed 500 trade tickets to just put in a bulk order into the market and just and just say, give me 500 trade tickets at three bucks. Just give them to me, right? Like without all the clicking, man, like that's that's where all the real time is lost because to accumulate 500 trade tickets at three bucks, assuming that you weren't fighting bots or whatever, like it'll still take you probably a solid day uh, of you knowing what you're doing and like just buying and whatever. Like, um, so I think there's a lot of work here. And I, and I think the ability to buy in bulk uh, would, would really help, especially in this case. I'm, I'm not sure if I think, your question. Yeah, I think buying in bulk is interesting. And especially as it relates to trade tickets and everything else, they've got the feature now where you can sort of bulk trade your tickets. But you take that further, right? Again, as we zoom out a little bit, I mean, what's coming on the platform um, or at least, you know, what, what we expect to be coming. I mean, you're talking about being able to sell entire sets instead of having to sell them one, you know, one moment at a time. You're talking about selling packs that you've kept and didn't rip uh, for those heathens that do that, Steve. Um, I mean, I think there's so many things that are coming that are going to make this a different experience. Um, I, it's, it's really going to be fascinating to see how it all unfolds. Uh yeah, for sure. Uh, just speaking of uh, bots and and what's what's a, what's ahead of us, I was I was just curious too. Like, um, what's people's insights? Because I'm new to this too. Is on, on like the tools, like like Live Token and uh, Own the Moment. Um, like, 
are they just scraping that stuff? The information, there's no like API that they're tied into that they have exclusive like access to or anything, is there? Well, I mean, it's, a, well, it's an open blockchain, so anyone can can make an application on it and anyone can um, can view the real-time um, traffic going to and from the flow blockchain. So, Caravaggio, Caravaggio, you're talking to the Godfather. You're talking to intangibles, uh, intangible moments. Steve is the one that Neo. created the first. Yeah, yeah. Although, like, tr truth be told, I wasn't completely building on uh, on on the Flow blockchain. But, like, I was using you know some of the APIs from Topshop before because they were, they were just more reliable at the time. But um, you know, I've stopped developing. I mean, I, I haven't updated my application in months. It's basically discontinued. But um, yeah, I mean, there, there are tools where you can, uh, um, yeah, you can view every single transaction happening in real time. And I, I think, you know, at one point I know there were a lot of bots, but I think KYC's probably helped with a lot of that. I think, uh, I'm not convinced there's a huge bot problem right now, but I still think there is probably one because, uh, I forget who posted it, but yesterday someone posted a, like a, a breakdown of like, uh, the number of snipes from live token and it's like there are users who are sniping one dollar moments but they're doing it multiple times in a day it's like think about how lucky you have to be to snipe one and then some users are doing it more than once sometimes you're doing it twice three times it's like uh, uh, that's not lucky anymore it's like that's not even fast reflexes that is uh like <laughs> you you you're uh you're 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 you know, you're doing something there that that is not fair to the platform. Uh, but um, I think something that should be mentioned too, what I would love to see that hasn't been talked about in a long time is um, when a when a moment goes on sale and there's multiple people who want to buy it, um, to kind of do some kind of system where um, maybe it's randomized. Like it's not it doesn't just it's not just first first in first out. It's you know there's like a one minute window where anyone who puts a buy in for that one minute. Maybe it's randomized, you know, and, and after a minute, like there's a winner because to just always go to uh, the person with the fastest fingers or whatever, or the bot, like it, that just doesn't seem like a great system. And I think there's a lot of fun to be had if you can actually win uh, a moment, you know, like um, uh, this, this sounds like an, a, a, a huge opportunity to like make this fun. If you can actually win at sniping against someone else. I'm curious if you guys have any uh, collecting guidelines for Caesar Series 3, unless you're just uh, in it for the trade tickets, or we haven't really received a, an additional team set utility update outside of collector score. If you're, you know, once you've collected a moment for that team set, then you're moving into trade tickets or what? Yeah, it's a it's a great question. I think I think it really depends on where you are as a collector and where your collection is. I know what we've talked about a lot over the course of the last several um, of these spaces is that series two is you know for for team sets, um, especially I think it's the Timberwolves and maybe the Hornets. Is it the Hornets? I think, um, but there's a couple of teams that are relatively easy to get relatively inexpensive moments and complete the team sets and this collector score is so much more valuable um 
so if you're really if you're focused on collector score you know i don't know that series three is is the best place to be doing that but if you're just a fan of a team or of a player and you want to get those moments it seems like th series three is going to be a great way to do that because you're going to be able to get moments you know pretty inexpensive and and like i said earlier the some of these moments are, are are really good i mean they're done really well austin's done a great job the keldon johnson dunk it's it's awesome it's phenomenal wolf i know i know you're busting me for the spurs but i'm telling you you got to go check the moment out it's a great moment <laughs> i i think i think you're hit it though i think season three the fun part is especially for people who you have a chance to get all the superstars you know i can't get all the superstars in s1 I can get some of them in S2, but season three is a chance where you can take your account and you can get a LeBron, you can get a Curry, you can get a LaMelo, you can get a, you know, maybe you fork out for the new Scotty Barnes. But I think it's a chance to collect a bunch of the players you love a little more, as much as it is just for trade tickets. I'm wondering if, you know, obviously in series three, they're trying to onboard as many people as they can if they bump up the team set bonus you know we although the base set collector score for series three will remain at two if but do times two, 10 if you get instead right, of times like a, times 0.5 yeah 100 percent multiplier or uh, or 200 percent for the series three i don't know it's uh you know they can i think do whatever they want i think there is something to be said for say Say in a couple months we get the Christmas drop and you need to have 20,000 collector score to get priority queue and there's no bonuses. I think that's when we'll really start seeing these sets shake out as well. Then people will really value those season twos and that might just change everything. But you're right, maybe there will be a big, big bonus for collecting a team set in Series 3 as much as the, the, the collector score being lower inherently. I don't know if that answers yeah. your question at all. No, no question. Well, and, kind of open conversation. Yeah, and it's interesting, you know, I mean, the whole idea of team sets and the utility that can be involved with team sets. I mean, you could you could be looking at, you know, in in arena um, perks or merchandise or, you know, I don't know, like having having like a, a section in the discord where a couple of players from that team are are you know just kind of communicating for for an hour or something i mean there's so many again top shots got way more creative people than i am but there's so many ways that that can go um i i really think you know i think i think the utility that can be attached to team sets is just like it, it's almost uncapped like there's so many things that could be done I noticed, um, Wolf. We've got a lot of um, we've got a lot of people in our spaces that have yeah. the, the the ballers PFP. Do you want to maybe talk a couple minutes about some ballers? We can talk about some ballers. I notice you're looking like a baller right now. Yeah, I got. I'm I'm mean mugging. I don't know if you can see mine, but I am mean mugging. That was a pretty fun week with the ballers. I uh, I'll have to admit, a couple weeks ago, a friend who was a bit savvy to me, not in the Wolfpack, messaged and he was like, "Hey, I think there could be some buzz on this." And I was like, "Oh yeah, how much do they cost?" And he was a couple hundred bucks, and I was like, "What? Like, <laughs> like 
no way i've they've already i've already seen the crypto dunks or whatever you know all these things and then as the as it grew closer it was like man these are kind of cool and and the buzz around it was insane this week it was a really fun week on reveal day yeah i know we've talked about it a lot in in our wolfpack chat but i think like you know there's a lot of people who are in the nft space um the majority of people are not right but Top Shot for a lot of people was their first sort of entry point. And the beauty of Top Shot and Flow is there's no gas and you can use, you know, you can use US dollars or credit card or, or whatever. And when when these things came out and you could use your dapper wallet, so you could use money that you had already sort of either built up from Top Shot or, or or put into your dapper wallet or, or if you wanted to move ETH over whatever people do. Um, I think for a lot of people, and I know, I think um, Dave P ballers had mentioned this at one point, but this may, this may be for a lot of people, their first sort of crossover into a non top shot NFT, uh, which I think is really exciting. And I think it's really interesting in, in, you know our love for top shot and basketball and to integrate that into another um nft but one that is on a similar platform and one that maybe we'll be able to use as a pfp for our top shot accounts or there's you know going to be you know i think they've talked about maybe a game in some capacity being involved based on the attributes to your character i think it's pretty interesting I, I, there's been a ton of buzz would love to hear some people in uh, spaces that that either have one or missed out and, and sort of what their thoughts were. Yeah, I definitely FOMO'd into that morning they came out. I was like, ah, I'm going to have to do this here. I'm going to have to do this. <laughs> Evan, this was your first non-top shot NFT, wasn't it? I know there was a few in the Wolfpack that it was their first one for sure. Well, Evan, Evan's a knight. I don't know. Is it? Yeah. Oh, yeah, of you Gen are a knights of Gen. Yeah, right. Yeah, no, definitely not my first. I honestly, I heard about it maybe like the day of the pre-sale and was like, okay, I don't even know what exactly this is. And then I started digging into it a little bit more. Um, got a fortunate DM from a friend that uh, allowed me to get in and buy three on the pre-sale. And then I was like, okay, yeah, this makes so much sense after I really started thinking about it and bought four more on the actual release day. So um, I didn't have the greatest of luck, you know, with as far as rarity or average trait score or anything or at, attribute score or anything like that. But I do think that the buzz with the community already in place with NBA Top Shot, um, with Roham and Cuban, more more so probably Roham, obviously being like involved, backing it, um, has his own character that someone pulled and minted. Um, it's just clear that with this being the first project on, I don't know, is it is it pronounced Gaia platform? I think um, so. It, it's just it makes too much sense that they did such a good job with the with the work on the pixelated art. Um, I think chatting about it, people have said, you know, it's really easy to mess that up. And I think they just did an excellent job with it. So, uh, you know, people can use them as their PFPs. If there is an NBA jam type game, uh, if there's some way to stake your ballers, stake flow 
tokens, stake moments. Just there's if there's utility like that built into these things, they, uh, you know, I really think the sky's the limit. And the inter the integration of the Dapper wallet was smooth. made made getting in there really easy. Buying all that stuff was super simple for me, at least. Yeah, I I just flow in general is just, you know, ETH with gas being what it is trying to be involved in, in other projects on there, especially ones that are trying to get started in the last, I don't know, month and a half, two months. Um, it's just difficult because people are paying equally in gas or more so in gas than they are for the actual NFT at times for some of these projects. So um, it's, it's just cost prohibitive. People don't understand gas. I, I've said it before. I think they view it if you try to explain it to them as a tax, they might be able to wrap their heads around it. But then, who's going to want to pay whatever three hundred, four hundred, five hundred percent tax for whatever? Yeah, one buying. of the most. It just makes no sense to them. But the USD with no, I mean, they might have a transaction fee, but they understand that like any other credit card fee or anything like that. Yeah, one of the most eye-opening things to me is, and I have like almost no other nfts beside my top shot and the ballers but i had an nft for sale on OpenSea, and then i went to like change the price of it and i had to pay gas to do it and i was like forget it i'm done i'm just i'm out yeah. uh it, it's crazy yeah it's crazy um so so the the ease with which top shot and other flow projects work it's just it's second to none there's no doubt about it it's how we will get mainstream adoption and i think part of what leaves me so bullish on top shot in general is well that and that's flows that's that's what flow wants right flow i i forget the exact phrasing of their of their um Branding. uh conception but it's yeah it's like we want to have we want everybody in the world to have a wallet a, a, a dapper wallet and nfts right and it's it's that's how it happens that's how it happens yeah that's but while we have evan do you want to do a little trivia Wolf? i think it's time play? yeah i think it's oh, time we've yeah. been over two hours yeah. already so we're gonna well, quiz I mean, you i think on quizzing me on like what's the what are we i think uh Lots of stuff I've, from the sounds of it, maybe on your own account. Okay. Yeah, well, so I've I've done a, I've done a little research on um, on Evan's uh, Top Shot account via our friends at Live Token. So I've got some questions. We can we can give away some some Diallos and and we'll have some fun. Thanks right. to our right, resident historian good. Steve. I'm glad you're looking at Live Token uh, and not Moment Ranks because there's a a very big discrepancy there in my well. It's, I'm very much moment ranks makes me feel ranks. better about my account. Yeah, moment ranks makes me feel worse. Um, <laughs> oh, really? That's funny. Off. Well, I've made a lot of trades um, off market, and so the way that some of my moments are reflected are not accurate on one or the other. So, anyway. So how we're gonna do this is uh, everybody listening. We're gonna quiz Evan. And I'm going to pick a person each time he gets asked a question. And if he gets it right, we're going to send you a Diallo 40K, which if you're listening for the first time, we track this Diallo 40K and we put on various draws that are going to happen over this season for the holders of that uh, last week. What did we give away? We gave away a few moments to some 40K holders. So there's good stuff coming. I think we have some really good moments in the future. So, uh, 
Beaks, I really like your ballers. I, I've been checking it out. So I think you're our first contestant today. And then uh, stick your peace signs in the air if you want to get in on these next questions and win a moment. You know, Beaks's um, ballers reminds me of LeVar Burton uh, character yeah. from Star Trek. Shorty LaForge. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For sure. All right, Beaks. Uh, so you're up. Pressure's on, Evan. If you uh, don't get it right, Beaks Beaks goes home with nothing and uh, nothing but bad feelings for you. Okay. Yeah. All right. Let's see. Let's see. Let's find. Let's find one that's not too bad. So let this. You may. You may know this. You may remember this. This is. This is back a little bit. I think it. I don't remember the date. Maybe back sometime in January. Um, the first moment that you sold. Do you remember who the player was, Evan? Uh, first one I sold, was it uh, Bam Adebayo? It was not Bam. This this player is uh, – God, I don't even know who he plays for well, right now, like but he's, he's, played for the, he's played for the Hawks. He's played for the oh. Lakers. Maybe plays for Boston. No, yeah, Schroeder. I can't. I or Schroeder, however you pronounce it. But I didn't think that was my first sale. I thought I really thought I sold a Bam like uh, Western Conference Finals or yeah or or NBA Finals. I can't remember what it was that I thought. I don't know. But yeah, you got me there. I definitely not would not have guessed him as one of my first sales. I owned like three, yeah, you're... three or four of him, and I was wheeling and dealing in those early days trying to make. Uh, some quick flips, and that must have been one of those that I sold early on. Yep, it was according to the dates. It was your it was your first sale. You did have a Bam that was like your fifth sale. It looks like um, your a Derek Jones Jr. Cool Cat was actually your second sale. I don't know if you remember that or not. Uh, but, I do because that uh, was my first pack. I, I think that I pulled it and immediately sold I think that, that and then I ended up having to buy. I it think back that later. moment. I think that moment he's blocking LeBron, right? I think that's his yeah. block on on LeBron. Yep, yep. All right. Well, Wolf, Wolf, what do you think? I'm gonna need the judge. He got oh, it right. He had no, a couple no, of guesses. What terrible. do you think? I think we'll give Beaks a moment here. Beaks, you want to uh, uh, send us a send us a DM, Beaks, and we'll uh, we'll get you one of our utility diallos here that uh, Fearman so generously has been feeding the community with. <laughs> next up right, we got who do we got next we got team top shot top shot ballers he's got the baller on there too i'm not trying to be baller specific but i can't help it so team top shot you're up next i'm, lo I'm looking for team top shot i don't see him but all right all right he's down um, he's down near the bottom there he's putting up the peace signs right now oh okay all right perfect so, uh, Evan, my friend, what moment in your current collection, so you haven't sold it yet, you still have it, what moment in your current collection did you pay the most for? <laughs> oh, embarrassingly enough, I would think, yeah, it would have to be Luca Coolcat. It is the Luca Cool Cats. What did he pay? Oh, what did he pay? I was one of the biggest suckers. I may have the top. I may have one of the top uh, buys. It was just like a random cereal for nine grand, I think. Ooh. It was. It was just. It was just under eight. So it's not so bad. It's not so bad. 
Uh, and it's a decent serial. It's a three-digit seven seven five seven. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I got. I was at that point. Obviously, a terrible decision on the buy. But at that point, the way things were, the market was moving. It was looking like the Luke uh, or the the Master Challenge, the Lamelo, was going to be a roughly, you know, fifteen thousand dollar moment. And I, there were. I remember that night. There were buys just leading up to it, up to it, up to it. People were continuing to buy, and it was just like it hit a wall at nine. I happened to be one that bought there, and then it was just the decline. But I refused to get rid of it, <laughs> and I went ahead and completed the master challenge and still hold all, uh, you know, the moments. So it's all. I'm. It's about a wash at this point. Um, not quite, I guess, with the recent downturns, but it's uh, hopefully going to pay off in the long term. Listen, we've said it a hundred times, but if you don't have bad buys, right? If you don't have moments that you just overpaid for, then you're not on top shot. Yeah. So, so no, no worries. <laughs> this is a support group. <laughs> yeah, it's a safe space. Yes. Yeah. My name is Mark, and I've spent too much on a lot of moments. Oh my goodness, I could see. Um, so yeah, all right, Wolf, you want to pick somebody yeah, else? So team Top Shot, send me a DM with your TS. Actually, I see you have it in your. Uh... Actually, a funny story oh. about that. My moment that would have been the biggest loss would be Carmelo Anthony. Run it back. Um, I bought serial number twelve for twelve thousand, and. What is it? I don't even know what it's going for in the market right now. Like probably three or four thousand floor. I've got so I've got a question about your your highest loss, but it's your realized loss. So this would be your the moment that you that you sold that you've lost. Okay, wait, wait. So we're gonna have who was throwing up the deuces there a second ago? We got a couple. There's Teddy something. Yeah, yeah Teddy, Teddy. That's who we want. Teddy Baby Bear. All right. So. So Evan, yeah, who who is the the player? What is the moment that you have your highest realized loss? The moment that you've sold, but that sale was your biggest loss. Mm. Do you do you know? I would say it would it would have to be one of the Chris Paul run it backs if I had to guess. No, Ooh. it's not. In fact, that there's a Chris Paul running back that is your highest realized gain. Yeah, and I I think I took a big hit on one of them. I I had a this bunch is of a them. this is this is a player who I believe series one is maybe one of the bottlenecks for the Nuggets team set and is now on the uh pistons oh it was the oh jeremy grant hollow s2 <laughs> yeah. I, I, that just shows you how much i have wanted to just delete that from my memory you're trying to block I, it out of your I, mind i, I huh? paid like what i paid four thousand sold it for like nine fifty eight fifty so yeah something like that yeah Yep, we won't get too well, specific. And you know, but yeah. I will tell you the reason I did that. That was a floor sale that allowed me to have enough dapper in my wallet to buy the Tim Duncan Run It Back Series One at in like August, and I got it for like thirty. I got that serial one thirteen for like I want to say it was like thirty four hundred or thirty six hundred something like that, and I'm happy with that. I would gladly, I will gladly have taken that loss 
to get my grill moment. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. Everybody loves Timmy D. Wolf, what do you think? Have you got that too, right? I mean, yeah, he got it. Yeah, he got it. He oh, got I, it. No. T- Teddy, send me that DM there, Teddy Baby Bear. We got another question think? for him. Yeah, you want to do one more? I think we had uh, Caravaggio was was throwing the peace sign earlier. I don't know where. I can't find him here. But I can't find me either. What about what about Yanji Yarbrough? We got another yeah, baller you... here. I got another baller. You know, all I'm right, just... you you pick him. I got all the questions. Don't worry. Okay, Evan. Yeah. In your current collection, what is the moment that you've had the longest? It's the oldest moment in your current collection. Oh my. Do you know? I'm trying to remember if I made buys before. Uh... I bought the first Cool Cats pack. I think I missed out on the Cool Cats drop one. So I'll tell you, you bought this I did buy, on the marketplace. Okay, I did buy it. It didn't come from a pack, and it was on January 30th. January 30th. Oh, goodness. You know, I remember in those first couple days that I was, like, dabbling, I think I want to say I bought – this uh, is this was not a dabble. This no, I know, I know. It was yeah. Um, it was probably the Manu Run It Back reward. Yes, <laughs> yes. Ooh, got I, it. I remember because what had happened. This is what had happened. So I think it was like a week or two before that when I first had read Bale's article and then started to. It, I logged on to Top Shot, created an account, got on the marketplace. First name I typed in Tim Duncan. So it pops up his only moment, the run it back, and it was $300. And I was like, at that point, I didn't know what an NFT was. I didn't know anything other than what I had read um, you know, in, the, in that article. And I was like, golly, there's no way I can stomach this. you know. And within like a week, it was up to like 3000 And so then I looked at it, and I thought, I started thinking broader, you know, physical card market, sports memorabilia, digital ownership. And I was just like, okay, now it clicks. I'm a freaking idiot. So then I I just still think that that was an undervalued moment at the time. It's I probably about the same price today as it was then. So I might as well just wait to get into Top Shot until today. <laughs> there's always there's always ups and downs and, and you know, moment – moment values alan sort of articulated it nicely right just because something's listed for something doesn't necessarily mean it's its value right. and you could have right. you could have a moment that's worth more but somebody's throwing a couple of undercutting low asks and it looks like it's devalued but the reality is you know it, it still holds whatever that value is so um a lot of interesting sort of concepts in play there but but you got it at the end of the day you're giving out diallos here we love it yeah legitimately great. two and four i guess yeah not bad i guess and mark we, we, you know we, we want the people to win yeah we want the people to win yeah. i guess i could have pulled up live token I've... and just gotten every one of them right no but you're an honest <laughs> bloke yeah you don't want to do that that's yeah. no fun yeah. no that would have been no fun i wanted to do you have one myself. key queued up to to give steve one what's in steve's vault what's in steve's? Man, i can i can, imagine I can... How steve 
does the have. problem the problem with Steve's account I can pull it up but the problem is it takes find, six it takes six days to load it's so big <laughs> Steve broke live token <laughs> yeah I know first world problems right Steve, are, are you looking forward, Steve, to we'll wrap it back around to trade tickets? Are you looking forward to that to trim down some moments, or does that? Nope. Or you like the moments, right? You like that big number. Uh, no, I like the moments, and I, I'll be honest, I don't have. I look at my account now. I don't see a ton of trade tickets in my account. Um, right. Like most of the series two stuff I bought, I bought very strategically for collector's core reasons, and I'm not trading that in for trade tickets. So, uh, yeah, I think if I'm going down the trade ticket route, I'll, I'll likely have to go to the market and buy the two or three dollar moments right now because I'm not converting the stuff in my account into trade tickets. Yeah, that totally you know it's makes sense. yeah, I, 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 my account is like a bazillion times smaller than Steve's, but I feel the same way, right? We've built these accounts before trade tickets were a thing, and I didn't necessarily build it with the anticipation that I was going to be turning a bunch of moments in. But what's interesting is like today I bought my five packs twice and spent, you know, $9 a pack for the three moments. Last the last week when the packs dropped, the moments really weren't selling for one and two dollars. I mean, mostly. I mean, there were some two dollars, but they got scooped up pretty quick. It looks like there's more now that are selling for cheaper. And as these moments get into the ecosystem, they may continue to be in that one to two dollar range. That may that may be enough to dissuade me from buying packs because really what I'm looking for are trade tickets, and I may just go to the market and and be able to get more trade tickets for the same amount of money. Yeah, your trade ticket per dollar, you're right, it might be lower. I, I someone messaged me while we were doing this too and said the floor is one dollar, the floor is one dollar. So I think you're right. Yeah. And it, I, I guess we knew that was going to happen. I mean, that's not a surprise. It's the plan all along. It's yeah. just maybe happening a little faster than I thought it would. I thought it would take more than two pack drops to get there. Um, but here we are. There is a lack of uh, superstars in these drops lately, too. So maybe that's playing into it. People aren't even fishing for a brawn or a curry and stuff like that. So, Sure. Evan, yeah, what do you want? Yeah, um, want to say? yeah I just wanted to ask. Say someone had, I don't know. Let's let's do a budget situation. So let's say someone had twenty thousand dapper, and they were thinking this is the bottom of the market. This is the time I'm looking to buy. Are there any moments out there you guys have had your eyes on that you're like, okay, this is this is getting to a point where I almost have to pull the trigger on this moment because it's so undervalued, and, and like a higher tier moment. You know, we're talking like S one rares or s2 hollows or you know any, anything like that i saw a buy earlier on one of the i think it was a lebron debut by evan tan i think he bought one for like 20k i know a lot of people in the pack are scared of those s1 specifically but someone the other day mentioned the season one mgle's being the first series of the MGLE, and you know that a lot of them are out. Yeah, that that was it was an MGLE that, that was bought. It was a it was an MGLE. Yeah, it was a debut MGLE for twenty thousand. So, yeah, if like you know, are there? I know comparing what's out and what's not. That's why I think some 
of that discrepancy is there. Like I think, and I've been talking about it in the chat, the Steph debut MGLE with it, especially with it being a reward. And there's fewer of his uh, debut moments than LeBron's, if I'm not mistaken, um, overall. So I don't know. I just wondering if that if that moment. I also was thinking about um, the LeBron from the throwdown set, the tribute from the throwdown set, since it's you know a rare and has a cap number in there, pretty much all out. I don't know. Just just curious what your guys' thoughts were. I know this immediately breaks the rule that you set about being rares and legendaries, but I do think the Clay Thompson top shot debut is quite a undervalued moment right now. Yeah, completely agree with you on that. What? Do, how many? How many completions do you think we're going to have for this uh, Kawhi? That's a good question. Yeah, they were. Ju- it was just under five hundred, uh, maybe yesterday. So yeah, I, and it's what, surprising. Uh, I I would have thought there would have been more than that, but I think it's just interesting that this is happening at pretty much the lowest point in months and months, and the lowest point since all these new users who joined since the summer, you know, that's their first, you know, real downturn they're experiencing. I don't know, maybe there'll be fewer than I expected, but if that'll be the Spurs bottleneck, so that I'm kind of, you know, obviously keeping a close eye on it. And, um, you know, it's just interesting yeah, it's at, to watch. It's at 491 as of this morning. Okay. Yeah, and I think what's interesting is the run it back set doesn't seem to be as I guess popular as I thought it would be when it came out. Um, and so I wonder how much that's playing into, you know, you have to have the running back moments, uh, you know, championship uh, MVPs or whatever to get the Kawhi. And if people aren't that excited about the running backs, I wonder how much that's playing into it. Yeah. I wonder the same. And I, I, I don't think the bottleneck concern um, should be there, I guess, because they'll probably eventually have, some archive moment of Kawhi's rookie year. Um, so that would break that up at that time. But it's still just, you know, fascinating to see, like, um, what's it, I don't know what it even would cost to complete it right now, about a thousand bucks. That sounds about right. Yeah. Probably like 1,000 to 1,200. Yeah, I would, I, like, I would have done it either way, just, but because I already had the moments, um, it just made it, it's the first time in history of Top Shot I've had everything I needed without having to make some additional buys, and um, so I, it was, I was excited for that. But I would have, you know, ended, I would have bought it regardless, and I just thought other Spurs fans would too. Maybe they feel, maybe not, because they are sour about the way he went out of San Antonio. I don't know if people would hold that against him. I, or I can not. Ginobili, Ginobiliosaurus, Ginobiliosaurus, talk to us about Kawhi, brother. Oh, I'm a, a Raptors lot. fan, so me and Steve could talk about our love of Kawhi right after. So you say the bad so, stuff. So I'm Colombian and Canadian, and I, I, you know, I grew up in Canada. So I, I was always a Spurs fan because of Ginobili, and uh, you know, the whole Kawhi thing happens, and you know, I, I couldn't be happier for him. But yeah, I'm still sour. Um, I ended up completing the challenge. It's my first rare challenge. Um, I think they did a really good job with it. Um, and I, I had two of the moments. I had Tony and, and Duncan. And I, I, had to, I had to buy three more moments. So 
Um, yeah, you, I got. You, I ended if up. If you don't mind sharing, what'd you go with for those three? Because what? Yeah, which ones did I, you buy? I would have been more prone to buy more Duncans and more Parkers just to stack my collector score, and because I believe in them as Hall of Famers, and I'm a fan of them. Right, right. I I thought about that, and then you know I didn't want to be a homer, so I started, you know, like looking into the moments and. Um, at some point, I thought about like going for Pierce, uh, Novitsky, and um, I ended up just kind of just looking back at the stats from that year and uh, how the whole playoffs broke down. And, um, you know, I looked at the top four teams and I said to myself, OK, this is my one opportunity to get a Chauncey Billups. So I went for that one. Uh, I got an Igudala. Just because uh, I, I think it's the first time I, I watched that moment and I noticed Iverson was in it. So I was like, whoa, this might be the only Iverson I can get. <laughs> and, um, and then somehow I ended up uh, buying another Tony Parker. No, 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 sorry. I, I bought a Dirk Nowitzki. Because um, I thought, you know, like by the time they print another Dirk Nowitzki that's this rare, like who knows how many how many more users we will have in the platform. So I ended up going with yeah. that. I like the strategy. I, you know, as I'm watching these mint counts, I'm, so my brother has two, two of the moments required and he's torn on whether to complete it or not. And I'm very tempted to just have him go for it. And I, I like that Iguodala moment a lot too, because, you know, I'm a huge Iverson fan. I've, I've got a couple of his run it backs from this time uh, around if it dips much lower, I think I'll probably snag a couple more because I just really feel like, um, you know, that's more than a $1,500 moment, but that's different. And, and when, I, when I watched that image, um, like just Iverson's just so crisp, like, oh, it's yeah. like HD. <laughs> yeah. And, it's, um, it's, it's and, one... and that's the thing about some of these running back moments, um, you know, the, the quality of the video is not that good, but yep. this one was. Well, 100% agree. Yeah, that's been well, a topic on our spaces a few times now, the, the quality of some of the running back moments. Yeah, and congratulations on completing the challenge. That's that's awesome. I, yeah, I, I wish you luck in the serial lottery. Yeah, I, I usually just try to hold. Um, I, I don't like to sell just because I think every time you, you buy, um, you sell and buy, um, you end up giving them 5%. And, you know, that's kind of like what they want. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I no. I, what I mean is, I hope that you get a good serial number with your reward. Yeah, yeah. We'll we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Can you guys hear me? Yes, Nebraska. We oh, can. I switched over to my car. I'm going home to take care of the dog, but I just didn't know if you guys could hear me through the phone. Have to do the car. Um, we can hear you. Dude, run it back. I had four out of the five. Did anybody else get screwed because Shaq wasn't initially on the list? What What do you mean he wasn't? No, I didn't act. So like, when, I didn't when act you go, that fast. When you I guess. went in immediately to try to complete the quest, Shaq was not popping up as one of the options on the showcase. Oh, builder. and wow. uh, I went out immediately and spent like, of course I'm I'm a dumbass, and I go out and I. I buy the pump every freaking time <laughs> and I spend like 320 on Iguodala <laughs> and I spend like 320 on Iguodala and sure enough I have all the moments I need like once they fix the shack glitch 
and then I had to resell my Iguodala for like 250 so it was just uh, a lovely experience. <laughs> You're not an idiot. You're keen. Hey, You're committed. Yeah, just, it wouldn't have been a loss if you wouldn't have committed. Team hold, man. Oh, man, dude. I just – the dapper is so hard to come by right now, man. I needed that bag. <laughs> Um, I, didn't, I didn't react. I guess I was slow to react to the um, notification of the of the challenge, so I didn't notice that myself. But uh, yeah, that's I felt too like, bad. I felt Sorry like to hear that. Immediately, and um, yeah, I, I felt like it was there the first time I tried it, and I had the push notification come through. Yeah, I don't. Maybe it was just me then, because I, I went through it, and I had because I had two Dirks, I had Shaq, I had Wade, and then I had a. A Tony Parker, and then, yeah, it, I thought it only showed up four though on my on my thing. So I was like, maybe Shaq just got beat out by Kobe and Dwayne Wade for every MVP. I I just drew a blank. <laughs> Wolf, what else? We got anything else? We uh, we're supposed to have Joseph Morrissey come up here, fellow Wolf. He was gonna rip a couple he had like an RIB pack, but uh, I can't seem to get him up here. I know he's a little more shy. Uh, Joe, Joseph, you want to come up here, bro? He was gonna, he was gonna rip some like big dog packs here, which yeah, would have been fun. Would be awesome. um, if not, I think that's good, man. We've been going for two and a half hours of talking Top Shot, which with this group, that's no time at all. You know. We basically talk 24 hours a day on the internet about this stuff. So two, <laughs> two and a half hours is nothing. But uh, we appreciate everybody listening in, playing trivia, winning stuff, hanging out with us. Uh, yeah, we had Alan join. That was fun. That was an interesting, unexpected was a blast. Yeah. yeah. That was really cool of Alan to come in and uh, give us the lowdown on sort of the trade tickets and all that sort of stuff. That's, and him to ask us some questions too. Yeah. I, absolutely. That's, that's, man. That's big to have someone to come in here like that and talk to us as openly as he does. Yeah, totally. So that's a few weeks in a row. So you never you never know who's going to pop up during a wolf den. Steve, appreciate you as always coming in and uh, not only making the blog post to sort of set the community up, but uh, to always give us some juicy nuggets every Friday here. It's been so appreciated. And uh, everybody who jumped in from the community randomly, actually check out actually Jeb Bush's Twitter. Thanks for coming in tonight, bro. So go check out the content he's dropping. Um, and Jim. he's lucky and gets to actually go on like trips to Top Shot events, unlike us wolves. Was that tattoo? Is that I know he's got to get he's got to get a wolf suit though. He's got to get a wolf suit and ditch the bear suit. Is, this, is, that, <laughs> is that tattoo he posted today real on Twitter? No, no, no. I just googled uh, Giannis tattoo and replied to someone. <laughs> 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 I love it. Yeah, definitely. For, for those of you on here, check check actually Jeb Bush out. He's doing a lot of stuff. He's on a lot of different podcasts and and different uh, different things around the community. So check it out. Yeah, and those of you with a baller PFP, uh, you might as well just put the down payment on the Ferrari right now because we're going to the moon, baby. We're going to the moon. <laughs> I I appreciate appreciate the love. I've got a hopefully tomorrow dropping tomorrow morning dropping a like two-hour interview with uh, Austin Kent and we talk a lot about some like really interesting stuff so feel free to check it out and, and you'll out. absolutely you'll link that to your Twitter so if people are, are checking out your Twitter they'll be able to find that yeah definitely we'll be posting it everywhere 
Awesome. Perfect. Great stuff. I hope everybody has a great weekend. Uh, yeah. Oh, Spine's trying to get in here for a last word here. Oh. Spine's going to close us down here. Bring it, Spine. Can we get him a microphone? Yeah, I'm trying to get him a mic. Spine, you're on. We're, we're trying to close the show here, but what I do you know got? You, what I, do know you are, I know you are. I know you are. All I want to say is this show should be finishing off with a how. Oh. Oh. Good night. I love it. Love it. Okay, good night, everyone. We'll see you next Friday. Wolf Den. Also, make sure you check out the Priority Q podcast run by our fellow Wolf, Dave P. Baller. And uh, make sure you're following Steve on Twitter so we can get him to 5,000. And, and Nebraska, stay, stay strong and keep us yeah. updated, brother, yeah, man. Yeah. We'll see you all later. She's doing yeah, good. Tons She's of love, doing Nebraska. good right now. Uh, just, just making steady progress. But uh, we're going to be here for another couple of days. So. Well, well, we're there yeah. with you, my I man. Stay that, well. I feel the love. We're there 24 hours. Yeah. Love it. Love you guys. Yeah, we appreciate all you guys and all the new people we met tonight. That was awesome. All right. Night, everybody. Peace. Bye.